0: This is the 20 with DJ Spider, presented by Beat Source.
1: Welcome to the 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider. That's right. I am in the house. It's episode 71. Coming at you March 2021. Thank you guys for rocking with me, all my Beat Sorcerers, everyone that's been listening. Thank you for the support. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Beat Source. Beat Source is the new digital music service for open format DJs. Go check it out. You can DJ and stream music from the cloud directly into your DJ software or hardware. Uh, We've got curated playlists, we've got so many insanely exciting things. Uh, coming very soon that I can't fully tell you about, but stay tuned for that. Beat Source is constantly growing, and uh, they are the reason why I am here talking to you guys. Okay, BeatSource.com, go check it. Um, a lot of crazy things been happening in the world. Um, You know, usually I keep this intro to somewhat of a basic thing of what you're about to listen to, but we got to remember BLM, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian American Hate, all of the crazy things going on in the world. We're just getting back into the world and, you know, we want to be there for each other. We want to make this a better place. We want to make the world a good place for the younger people coming up and the people here. So we are all here for each other. Please treat each other with respect. And uh, let's all be on the same team and vote in the right way for goodness and um, stand up for what is right and go against all this horrible, evil stuff going on out there. So my heart goes out to anyone who's affected. I'm here in your corner, fully supporting. Um, And um, apart from that, on a little bit lighter note, everything has been Crazy in the music world along with NFTs. Uh, very deep in that game. I've been working on some NFTs myself. Are you guys working on any NFTs? Hit me up. I'd love to know what you're doing with it. I think this is just the beginning in that game. Obviously, there's gonna be some bad and some good, but uh pretty cool. Uh I was messing with some website called BitClout lately. That is very interesting and weird. It's almost like people can invest in you and you can invest in them and you have your own social token. Who knows if this site is going to succeed or fail, but it's a crazy experiment that's going to open people's minds up to the possibilities in the future. Same thing with the NFTs and um, all of this stuff, you know, all the cryptocurrency stuff is really getting into the mainstream before it was, it was sort of on the, you know, fringe and you were weird if you talked about it. Now it's great. And even the metaverse, I put a tweet out there saying, hey, I want to DJ in the metaverse uh what's better crypto voxels are decentral land and next thing i know i get so many responses people telling me about somnium space and potentially offering me gigs to dj in their virtual museums and virtual bars and people are selling nfts in there and there's people streaming their twitch and their obs into these virtual metaverse worlds and uh There's a lot out there, guys. So hit me if you want to get super nerdy and talk about this stuff. I've been very into it. Uh, And besides that, I'm just ready to get back out there and DJ. In the meantime, catch me on my Twitch page, which I'm never going to stop doing. Twitch.tv slash DJSpider. DJ SPIDER. Send me a DM. My DMs are always open on Instagram. It's DJ Spider, DJ SPIDER. Or on Twitter, it's spelled out D-E-E-J-A-Y S-P-I-D-E-R SPIDER. Um, and from there, I'm sure you can hit my link tree, my website, my, all that stuff. But thank you guys for the support. Uh, hit me if there's any topics or guests that you want to see on this show. And uh, now I want to let you know about the guests we have today. Um, Someone a gr- We've got a really great guest today. I mean, this person is just an all-around, genuinely great human being, someone who has been on all sides of the DJ spectrum, from being an up-and-coming DJ to being the person that's in charge of booking DJs at spots. Um, he came up in LA. He ended up in Texas. Now he he also works with DJ City and BeatSource has a huge role in the company. So in this episode, we're able to really break down Beat Source. And a lot of the uses for it, um, as well as talk about his perspective being in Texas during COVID, which is so interesting to me, and how long they've been open, what it's like. It was almost like opening a portal to the future and hearing what it's like. Are people shaking hands? What are DJs playing? Are rates being cut? What is going on? So we got that Texas perspective. Uh, we got to hear about his history coming up. He told some crazy stories. He even told us a story about Jay-Z renting his grandma's house to film a video, so you gotta listen to hear that. Um, this dude is just one of the you know, greatest people to be around He's got such a great energy, he's funny But at the same time He's real serious about his business And he's going to teach you how to be a hustler In this episode um, If you want to be inspired, you want ideas And you want to get some insight into what DJ bookers are looking for Also learn about Beat Source and all these other things Make sure you listen through the whole episode um, I had a Great time talking to him on this episode Today, so without further ado Let's bring on our guest on the twenty. 20- podcast we are pleased to present DJ Danny West let's go we are here it's the 20 podcast we got the man the myth the legend Danny West in the building what up let's go let's go Oh, we need. We need let's go oh, man, let's there he is. go Official. where's the crowd where's the crowd oh they're here they're here give it up Give it up, you guys. Danny West here. What's good? What's okay. good? Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Okay. He's here. He's here. Yes. Oh, man. That's right. Yo, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today, my dude? I'm just happy to be here with you, Spider. I haven't seen you in a while, man. It's good to be here with you. I feel the same way. I'm happy you are here. I'm happy you're on the podcast. I'm happy people that know you people know and love you. So I put out, you know, a thing for people to ask you questions and I think uh, there's something with you where people want to maybe break your balls or give you shit mixed with loving you. Uh, That was the (laughs) response (laughs) from the Internet. Uh, So I'll read you those a little later. But I'm so happy to see you, too, and have you on the show. People learn about you or people just, you know, hear what you got to say right now, man.
0: I just want to say sorry to Anthony Polis. Uh, He's already
1: called me, so I just want to apologize for Anthony Polis. We're finally getting it done, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Huge shout to Anthony. Huge shout to Anthony Polis. Uh, You know, so many things could not be done on this show without him, including giving Danny West grief for uh, not coming on the show until later. But um, yo, thank you for coming on. Um, so for people that are not familiar, Danny West is out in Texas right now. He's in Dallas, Fort Worth. No one really knows the difference of Dallas and Fort Worth, probably except for you. It's a very, <laughs> there's a fine line. I still can't tell what, <laughs> where I am when I'm there. We're like, are we in Fort Worth? Are we, a-? I mean, I don't know if it's like yeah. an Orange County, LA thing. Like, how- it's,
0: it's exactly, if Orange County, LA were put together, I, I think it would that would be. The best way to describe it. Like it's just one big metroplex that's divided between two cities, and then every there's a bunch of mid-cities, is what they call, that makes up the entire area. Hence why the airport, when you fly into Dallas, it's called DFW's Dallas Fort Worth. So
1: yes, when you fly in, it is also confusing. Well, you guys have like the biggest airport I've ever been to with the weirdest like turnouts and lanes and I don't it's know. It's got its own yeah. little
0: highway right in the middle, just to kind of get you through like different city. right it's 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 the, it's the weirdest thing but it's it's it, it's it's awesome actually i like the layout now that i'm used yeah. to it
1: so it is it is it's confusing at first but then once you do it it's actually kind of nice because you're like i'm here just drive into that that spot i mean you know i haven't been on an airplane or an airport for over a year so i wouldn't know but soon enough i'll be hopefully flying back out and uh hanging with you in dallas Fort Worth. yes sir let's go <laughs> Let's go, Um, which is, you know, something I want to talk about today. I want... I want people to know your history and to get to know you and all the wonderful things about you. Um, But, yeah, I also want to get the perspective of what things have been like in Texas because, you know, I'm in L.A. We've been probably the most shut down of almost anywhere in the whole country. And a lot of the people I've had on, it's from all over the place. We had someone from Australia last week and everyone has their own perspective of what they've been dealing with. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to to get into that side of things. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, before we do, let's just, you know, get the history of Danny West, the genesis of how Danny West has come to be. I know um, you are in Texas, but you are from L.A., right? Originally from L.A., uh, born and raised in Lincoln Heights,
0: Uh, lived out there, went to uh, high school in Burbank um nice and uh just been around a a bunch of djs you know growing up my my cousin was a a big time dj there's a place back in the days in hollywood called tropicana i don't know if you remember that but he he was a resident dj there so um i i put in my work you know carrying his speakers carrying his crates and uh loading up the the minivans and all that stuff so that's kind of how i got my start um nice back in i want to say 2007 i moved from la to texas and the only reason that happened was because i was trying to buy a house at the time and i was like and that that was before the bubble had bursted so at that time i was like man i'm like i couldn't afford a house i was like living 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 in the hood almost getting shot like every single day and so um one of the guys i used to race motorcycles with um he was originally from fort worth so i came out to visit him and um I was like, man, this is like Texas. I was thinking tumbleweeds and cowboys, right? And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. uh, it was nothing like that. And it's everyone that comes visit. They are actually pretty surprised on how cool it is out here. So I ended up making the move and, uh, it's, it's been great ever since, man. Like I, I, there's no regrets. And I, I definitely love living in Texas. Like it's, it's, it's a dope, it's a dope place to be uh, a lot of good things. Economy wise, work wise, there's just a lot, a lot of things happening out here. Um, and it's, it's a good thing, man. Like, I appreciate it. I mean, there's no place like LA, like born and raised in LA, like there's so much culture out there. So like, you can't replicate that, but, but in regards to opportunity and just, uh, economy wise, like, you know, as a you know person trying to get into the whole mortgage game and all that stuff, I think Texas is, is a prime market. And as you can see with everything that's happening with the COVID, you know, COVID yeah. days or year that we've been in a lot right. of companies, you know, moving out here you got joe rogan you got tesla you got a lot of major corporations that are moving from california to texas and you know text there's no state taxes there's a lot of good benefits to it um for sure but yeah man it's it's cool it's cool out here man it's good vibe people are really nice actually that's the biggest culture shock people are like talking to you just to talk to you and that right. i remember going to the grocery store and people were like hey man how are you and i'm just like what do you want like kind of like but people are generally like asking you like how you doing so like it's a it, it was a culture shock at first but now like i'm like i'm used to waving to every neighbor i see like you know and just you know buying up guns right. and <laughs> kind of <laughs> indulging in the texas culture so it's been cool man
1: yeah i know i saw you even in the snowstorm with your crazy truck like doing donuts <laughs> so i'm like yo he's he's living it up right now <laughs> um uh, that's cool i mean yeah i guess texas has that down south kind of midwest vibe i remember the first time i went to milwaukee and people were so nice that i was like wait is something weird happening like am i am i on like candid camera like people are like come over to my house i'm cooking you dinner and like just so nice you know and then uh, my wife is from iowa and she explained to me like no there's something with like the midwest and the south with like this 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 Niceness, you know what I mean yeah, and the it's, the it's it's in the culture, everybody's really nice to each other. It's way different from you know New York is like people just yeah, I guess avoid you, and they'll be hardcore. people are still yeah. nice, but it's like you do your own thing l a right. is very like people like smile in your face, talk shit about you or something, or you know there's <laughs> yeah. nice people here, but <laughs> it's no, no, um, yeah but it's it's, 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 it's a different di- it's a different world it's a different world like, different. it's just completely different, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Well, that's good to hear. So you're you're fully immersed in the Texas vibe, in the Texas world now. You got your house, and I'm sure it's way bigger than anything you ever could have got in uh, LA <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I also was in the house buying game, and it was really crazy out here. <laughs> no, it's insane,
0: man. Yeah, it's like what you can afford out here is just completely different. So every time yeah. I get my, my buddies from LA who come out here, I'm always trying to sell them on, on moving out here.
1: Yeah, well, now's a good time especially for DJs um to be, you know, out there. It's it's just way different. Um and so so like we said, you know, you came up as a DJ, you're a dope DJ yourself. <laughs> you you're all about DJ culture, you know what's up with, you know, all the different things and um you when you moved out to Dallas um or to Texas, were you DJing right away or was there another so, side of the business you got into
0: yeah there was another i actually used to work for bank of america i was a i was a uh in premier banking which is like private bank type of thing like right you had to have like oh, a okay. million dollars in deposits and stuff like that believe it or not oh, So crazy. like i had my office and then the bubble hit and and my department was pretty much eliminated so at that time it was when i dj'd it was just for fun you know just messing around the house or whatever like yeah never like a full-time thing and then when that happened it was it was crazy man because like i had my house and actually i haven't told a lot of people this uh, i had a I had a two story house when i first moved here but i actually lost my house because i lost my job and wow. luckily i had prepaid my 24 hour fitness uh membership 3 yeah. years in advance or like something like that it was like something crazy right. and so the fact that i had that membership prepaid i was able to go to the gym, take a shower and like look for jobs still. So like, cause I had no money for water like or power, like everything like that. Right. It was, it was a hectic time. So at that point I was just like, man, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start trying to DJ like wherever I can seven days a week, just trying to hustle. And so I remember right. like there was a spot called Houston street bar and they, they gave me my first opportunity. You know, I was just kind of like, yo, like we don't have a budget to pay you. And so I was like, you know, you know what? I'm like, you don't have to pay me let me just try to do something. It was like a Monday or a Tuesday. I was like, uh, what, he thought, like, yo, if you charge at the door and like, whatever you make, that's yours. So like, I was literally just trying to, just trying to survive at that point, carrying speakers, turntables, like full setup, like a full mobile setup to the bar. And so that, that kind of like, uh, that got, I really pushed my hustle. And, um, and that's honestly like, that's kind of what made a name really, really made the name for myself because in LA, I was like, whatever, like I never really took it serious. I it was, yeah. it was just partying, my friends, but this is that situation put me in that circumstance put me in a situation where it kind of forced me to bring the hustler out of me and like really like, you know, like, well I don't know anybody out here. I got to make a name for myself. So everybody that would be inside the bar or club, whatever, as they walk out, I would keep my DJ headphones around my neck because like (laughs) some people are like, yo, you're a dope DJ. Oh man, you're the DJ, right? And like, but they have no idea what my name is. So I'm like, shit, well, I got to start branding myself. So I was like, I would stand at the door, put the last song and just thank everybody for coming out, either passing out CDs or business cards and just trying to make a name for myself. And 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 one thing led to another. I got, you know, getting multiple dates and just starting getting busier and busier and busier. And so like that's kind of uh that's kind of how everything was forced upon me in regards to the DJ game is concerned and how I was able to make a name for myself out here in Texas.
1: Right. Oh, I love that, man. I mean, people can learn from that hustle. Like that's what you know, anybody, you, you see them where they are today and you don't realize like w- how much work they had to put in to get there and all the hardships and the crazy struggle. I mean, I had no idea that story, like you're saying that you no, lost yeah. your house and I, I, that's nuts.
0: I, 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 tell, I tell all my friends, I'm like, yo, like, like this is life. And, and the thing about life is when, when you have success, don't get too high. And even when, when you don't have success or you're struggling, don't get too low. You, you kind of learn how to like kind of ride the waves as they come in life. And no matter what happens, you, you're, you're able to bounce back no matter how how bad the the, the circumstances are, like you just got to keep a positive mindset and just put your head to the ground and, and get yourself out of the hole. So I think that's a lesson for all, especially during these times, these COVID times, you know, it's been stressful for a lot of people yeah. not being able to work and stuff. So if, if I have to give any positive feedback to, to the people out there and people in our industry, like, yo, like, just don't worry. Good days are ahead of us. And, you know, we're almost out of this and, you know, keep positive about the circumstances and, and it's going to take them. It might take a little bit more work this time, but it, it, it can be, pop, it can be done. You know what I mean? So no.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. People need to hear that right now too. I mean, it's <clears throat> been, um it's such a hard time all over the world this is the first time, you know we've all been going through a similar thing together although you know some places are more open than not but still it's just like you said we all have to have that mentality and that goes out to people that are just starting or djs that have been in the game and are just kind of getting back into it right now yeah um, it's
0: crazy especially
1: especially in texas like with our everything that we got
0: going on like we're wide open right so like right majority of the the country the majority of the world like people are like just tripping out because right now we have no restrictions there's people going to the bars and clubs, no masks, like, which is a trip because whatever side of the fence you are uh, in regards to, you know, everything that's going on, right. You know, with the politics of everybody trying to inject into it. Like, it's crazy. Like, of you course. know, like for me myself, like, I, like I understand the severity of it and understand that like, people dying of it. Like it, it's crazy. But then like, you also see the other side of it. Like, like there's a lot of people who, who need to work. It, it's just, it's just it's just a crazy circumstance that you know like everyone's trying to make trying to understand what's going on and you know but it, it i'm just glad to be back to work and seeing all these small business owners getting you know their businesses back going and you know now able to survive right you know being open so it's it's a good thing to see and i just can't wait for everybody else you know either you, you get the uh, vaccine or however you Whatever life you live in, whatever mentality you have, I just, I just wish everyone the best. And I, I just can't wait for everybody to get back up, you know, out there grinding and working. So
1: for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I just am like, you know, it's been a year. Of course, I want everyone to be safe and everyone to be healthy. And I don't want to hurt anyone myself. Um, but man, yeah, I am ready to get back to work and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see different places that are making it work somehow. I mean, Texas definitely, it seems a little bit nuts from the outside, especially from where we are, you know what I mean? Like we're in LA, we just got to be able to eat in like at restaurants. You know, it's like so different. You know, we we barely just got to be able to eat outside and then now I I went and got tacos on Friday. Like I went so I had to go somewhere with my kid and then we walked by this taco spot I like. I'm like, "Oh, let's get tacos." And there's people eating inside and I hadn't seen that in like a year. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. It was like being on another planet. And I'm like, yo, there's people eating inside of a place. But it actually, like, felt so good. It felt like things are getting back to Norm- normal Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, and like you said, whatever it is, like, if people get the vaccine or if they're just being safe or whatever they're doing, but hopefully we're all going in that direction and i see you know we just got announced in la people soon enough can all get the vaccine and and in new york and all this stuff and of course then there's always the other side of like well there's the variants and we don't know what's going to happen and nobody knows what's going to happen the whole time we're all here to be safe nobody maliciously wants to hurt anyone else but at the same time like you said It's hard, you know, not working. And a lot of good things have come out of this and people learned a lot. Um, But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Some people I've talked to, like in Georgia and other places, are like, did I miss out on some, like, mental reawakening? Because I've been working the whole time. I didn't even have a chance to take time off. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think it's everything's a gift and a curse. Everything's like, you know, up the pros and cons, I guess. But um, Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's I mean, crazy. it's, yeah, go it's ahead. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy
0: because we, we just opened a spot called El Chingon in Fort Worth and, and the, the right. uh they're originally in San Diego.
1: Yeah, I used to go there. Funny enough, I think the final place that I ever went before we all got like quote unquote locked in our house or whatever was El Chingon, San Diego with Edwin Phenom from DJ City. Shout oh, yeah, out to Edwin. Yeah,
0: Phenom and Phenom I remember and Kevin. we yeah, went yeah.
1: there. We went there and it was they were having a um Something in San Diego, a festival, I can't remember what it was called. That one festival, they do all these dope DJs and indie rock kind of bands. And I can't remember what it was called. But it's in March. And it was, and the news was crazy. Because it was like, don't shake people's hands. Stay in your house. Everything's happening you know like everyone's going crazy in europe like it's coming here and i remember being there at el Chengun and they're like take shots and people are coming from the festival (laughs) and they're all sweaty and they're giving me a hug and shaking my hand and i'm like should we be doing this you know and uh that was the final day. So then I remember seeing you guys opening it in uh Texas and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." So when did it open? Was it this year in January or was it late last we, year? We opened in December of okay. last year. Uh so nice. it was like the last month
0: of the year and I mean, we've been open ever since and like, it's funny because, you know, they brought their entire, you know, the, the team in San Diego wor- wasn't working. So they brought a right. lot of the leadership team out to uh, Texas to kind of open up. So it kind of worked to their advantage to kind of help everybody kind of ramp up and kind of get their, 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 the way they run stuff out there in San Diego. And so, but yeah. the funny part is getting to know these the, the people from San Diego who's been in complete lockdown. They're just kind of like, and they're in Texas now and they're just like. They're just tripping out. They're like, yo, what is going on out here? So like, you see the shock. I mean, I had Phenom out here a couple of weeks ago and he was just right. like, I'm like, he, I'm like, he's like, dude, he's like, do I have to <laughs> wear the mask? I'm like, "No, nah, man. Like we're like wide open. It's, it's, it's so weird. It's a culture shock again <laughs> with everything right. going on. And like, I, I think as everybody kind of like, as you guys even start ramping up and you know, getting back to work in the state of California, like, it's going to be crazy just because people are going to be so paranoid and what's going on. And I don't know, man, I can't even call it like, it's, it's just crazy, but, but it's a good thing. We're getting back to normal, but it, it's yeah. been popping out. here. so, you know, we're fortunate enough that no one, you know, within my immediate family or, or friends, um, has passed away from it. So I've been fortunate enough in that sense. Um, and we've right. been open. And so everyone that I know that has had it, you know, that they've, they've come out of it. So, um, right. That's good. I I just been I just fortunate. But I'm
1: personally fortunate enough on that on that side. So Right. Yeah. No, no, I love to hear that. And and <clears> so yeah, what's it been like? So so you guys opened in December and um but how long have you somewhat been back to working? Like did it ever stop out there fully so like we, it has Yeah, we, we stopped we stopped for
0: a few months. I would say Man, I wanna say in September or maybe in the summer, like, no, I want to say September that right. stuff started opening up and, you know, like, and it, it, at twenty twenty five
1: fifty fifty 50% capacity st- st- type of stuff. And, uh, Right. And no dancing like restaurants and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, so thing in Texas, right. So you, you had to be a restaurant and to open that, that, that 50% capacity. Right. But the right. funny part was all these bars and clubs, they made it so easy for them to become a restaurant. So it was like, I think of it was course. like a $1,500 $1, fee in order for them to get the restaurant licensing. So then oh, every bar okay. was restaurant serving hot pockets or chips or like something funny. Like, of course it was kind of, it was kind of funny just how everything, how everything <laughs> happened so quickly. Right. And uh, people with patios, they're able to fill up their patios. No, there's no occupancy rate. It was just Crazy. for indoors. The occupancy only applied for indoors outdoors it's 100 like so like it looks like it's all cracking like it's just right it was the weirdest thing coming out of the lockdown for us even for for us and being in texas like yeah. just kind of seeing what's going on and then like even posting pictures man like i wasn't even sure like should i be posting pictures like is this like insensitive to everything that's going on in the world or like right i'm like you know, like as DJs, we're just used to doing the marketing and promoting ourselves. Like, this perception yeah. is reality, and so we were like, "Yo, like here's a picture of the crowd. Yo, it's popping, right? Like, yo, be here. You need to come here, and, and you know, I'm DJing right. here, type of thing." And so, like, it, it it was uh, it was it was it was a little awkward moment. And, and even when right. people like come visit me, they're just like, "Man, I can't put this up because people are just gonna tear me apart if they see that I'm here and right. this many people in the room." Like, it's just weird, man. Like, it's just people are just in different. Wavelengths and mentalities. It's, it's, just, yeah. I mean, definitely. It is what it like, is. And I'm like, and yeah. I understand it. And it's just, I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to argue with nobody. I'm just trying to work.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I get that too. I mean, there was, there was a, you know, a long time where nobody would post. Definitely it changed the culture of posting what you're doing on social media and deciding who you're going to share what with you know and i feel like maybe in the past month i've seen some of the bigger djs and bigger people announcing shows whether it's vegas next month in april or whether it's later this year they're doing these festivals you know and and some of that is for the bigger acts that like would be held responsible for throwing some huge concert you know i think there's different levels of how people are going to go after each other and and it's a this has been the craziest hardest time that i think anybody's gone through in our lifetime so everybody is has their own uh take on it i guess and how much they want to fight with each other (laughs) you know we are on the internet everybody wants to kind of their take is 100 right and anybody that's different needs to be fully canceled or taken out and and all that yeah, the, um the the so. internet's
0: the devil right now i hate it right now like it, people are just
1: like and
0: it's hard it, 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 so even even from a, a political standpoint right so like i come from california so i'm like the liberal californian right and like Texans right. are very like oh you know very red state and stuff so but you know what i've come to learn is you know, I've I've lived in, in you know, East L.A. and Lincoln Heights in in, uh, in California, in L.A., right? And I've, yeah. you know, I went to high school in Burbank. Then I moved to Texas. So I see, like, the whole country culture and just the way. But at the end of the day, I feel like we all have the same thing in common. We just express it differently, and we just all want respect. You know what I mean? Like, yo, just yeah. respect my house. Like, don't mess with my things. Respect my family. And I think, you know, once people kind of, like, drop the whole social media stuff. And I like just said, when you sit down with the person and you just kind of have a drink or you just talk to someone, you, you get to know them and, it, it, you know, you never, you've never said as many things as you would, as you do now on the internet with social media. And I think, yeah. you know, we've, we've kind of lost that sense of, of personal touch with, with each other and just kind of respect for one another. But I mean, as you get to know people, like you kind of, you kind of realize that we're all kind of the same people who want the same thing and just prosperity and, and love and respect. So, it's just a, it's a weird situation with the social media stuff so I hate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's interesting, but I agree. I mean, that's something I've learned just from DJing and being able to travel so much and being in so many different markets with so many different kinds of people that you know, I'll hang out with people for an entire night or for a few days that probably I would never have hung out with before, but I get to know all different types of people with all different types of takes on the world and yes i i understand i'm on social media a lot i read all the stuff and and i want the best things for people and i don't want people to fight and i'm against everything racism i don't want anyone to get sick i'm on the side of all the the good guys you know Um, yeah yeah but i do know what you mean like there's people that that I've become friends with through DJing at different clubs, whether they're booking people or resident DJs or people that come to those clubs that I've gotten to know as human beings, aside from all of the different things associated with that, you know, their outlooks on everything. Like not everyone's always going to agree on everything, but we are all humans and we all deserve to respect each other to a point. Uh, I mean completely, but, but I'm saying to the point of not just, a judge, you know, an immediate judgment off a tweet or a picture or a thing, but it's hard. That's that's kind of where we are, and I think with COVID mixed with the whole Donald Trump and all the politics, it really, really, really put things in a crazy place. Which I understand. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong for anyone to have any feelings, but it definitely changed, changed a lot. Had, I think
0: people had, a, they had a lot more time on their, on their hands with this COVID thing. So like they, they kind right. of felt like it was just them trying to express themselves and kind of like get the boredom yeah. out of there, but it's just, been, it's just gone overboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, and like, yeah, I just want the best for everybody, you know? And like, I totally understand. Like when people are like, they need to shut down and just not, People don't, you know, you just have to shut down and then people won't get sick. And I'm like, you're right. I totally understand. But then when people are like, they need to work. Like, the people are dying because they can't work. Like, I understand that side of things too. And and it's been hard and dealing with all the unemployment and the loans and so many different things. It's really hard to do. And as a DJ, um, it's especially hard, you know, because it's not like we have some big company behind us that's like, don't worry, you'll be back soon. You know, it's like we were on this crazy wheel of, of kind of the way it is. And and there's been good sides to it and things to take a step back and learn from. But, but yeah, it's uh... for, for you, like, since you, like, you're,
0: I see you as a, as a, as a big DJ, what, what do you, at which point are you trying to get back into the game or do you feel like, are you kind of being careful as far as how your timing is and, and your return of the dj world and all that stuff or like what's
1: your point, i mean at this point i feel like my head is spinning with like confusion of like what to do but um i've tried to be very uh you know i don't even know what the word would be conservative or like you know, I'm being very careful. I'm taking it to the limit of like being so careful and following the rules and doing all the right stuff. And like you said, I'm I can be known as a big DJ and some of the shows I did were big and a lot of uh, people there, so I didn't want to be held responsible for like getting together all those people and all that stuff i also live in los angeles and the feeling on the streets and the culture and everything it's just different you know like it's very like why are you not wearing a mask what are you doing you know what i mean it's not probably and and i've heard i've talked to people that have gone to florida and gone to texas and they're like it's so different you feel really (laughs) weird but then you kind of get used to it you know I, i so i just was like at, at a certain point, I was like, "All right, I've made it a year." Like, I mean, I'm I'm for the vaccine. Like you said, if some people are not, I'm not here to talk you into it. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I want the vaccine, you know. So I'm like, if I made it a year, let me just wait till this thing gets in my body. Let me get, get this five G get this 5g flowing <laughs> let my cell phone start attaching to the Chris microchip of my body popping. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i went and got the first shot and the guy's like how do you feel i'm like my cell phone's working so good it's crazy i got the 5g it's running through and he's like what do you mean i'm like i'm just kidding sorry but like the, <laughs> i'm like you know I'm like, I'm already getting tracked. Okay. I got Google maps. Like, what do you, what do you, you know? We got. Yeah. You are checking everywhere. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah, you're good. Like, I think I'm okay. But, but yeah. So I was like, all right, let me just get this vaccine, you know? And also my thought was like, I do a lot of private events and I was like, all right, the private event thing seems a little more together as far as like the safety of, um, everyone involved and the people that come there you know it's a different culture in the clubs you know how it is and like in a club and it's late at night and everyone's drunk and every you don't know what you're touching and you don't know who's there and they're coming all up in your face and not coming in your face but you know what i mean like like they're coming up to you and and talking to you close and they don't know what they're doing and i know that's coming for me as soon as i get back into it so i was like all right i'm gonna focus on trying to get events. And and also the thing is with the events, um, well, on, two, on both sides of it, the clubs are going to offer less money. So I kind of was like, I don't need to rush back into that. At the same time, I do want to help the clubs. I understand the clubs in some places went through a lot of stuff. So if I need to help a club because they helped me over time, I'm totally willing to do that. But I do know that a lot of the private event people – Have huge budgets because they just sat for a year didn't throw any parties and if they're part of big companies their stocks are higher than ever and cryptocurrency and you know there's a lot of money flowing around in that and a lot of rich people that have been waiting to throw a party for a year and all these movie studios so I'm really trying to tap back into that um, to try to be able to do those be safe do a job but then Uh, slowly but surely I've been talking to some clubs in different markets and they're like, stuff's happening this summer. Let's go. So I'm like, all right, let me get this shot and just like, start, (laughs) start working again. You know, like as long as everything keeps going in a good direction and it's safe, it's weird to see like Europe shutting back down and stuff. Um, but it's so crazy. I feel good. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to understand or comprehend what the hell's going on with the world, but right. uh, it's it's fun, but it's funny. It's funny hearing you say all this stuff because, like, I went through that like a few, you know, months ago. Like, probably like five months ago, right. and you're going through the same that same process just now. Exactly. So it's it's no, just so you're, weird.
1: You're like in the future. Like when I said I was talking to someone about you coming on, and I was like, it's almost like I'm talking to someone that was in a time machine. Like you know, he's he's Bill and Ted's. Like he went in the future and he's telling me like what it's like because. Yeah, we don't even know here, you know, and it's weird to me. Like I said, seeing someone eat tacos inside of a place to me is like seeing an alien at this point. I'm like, what's happening? Um, But it did give me this like weird sense of like relief and normalcy and... Um, yeah you know, I just look, if it's as bad as everyone says, like, I don't want people getting sick. I don't want people dying. You know, and I see my parents a lot. They're in the age bracket and the and the diabetes and all the brackets that you don't want to be in. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna be extra safe. You know, like you have you have a family too. I have a kid. I didn't want him to get sick, give it to somebody and my wife and her mom, you know, there's so many factors to it. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do the right thing, as they say. Yeah, and, it was uh, crazy. It was, yeah,
0: speaking of family, it was funny. Like you know, we have our kids homeschooling and all that stuff. So um, right when you know the, the schools opened back up out here, and so they gave us an option, like, "Hey, do you want to send your kid back to school?" And to uh, like, my kid was just mess, like he was just messing around. Like these kids at home are just like, "Oh, my teacher gave me an extra lunch break." I'm like, "Wait a minute, man! Like, there's no way." So like, this I had that exact conversation.
1: I was like, "What?" He'd be like, "He's like." After lunch, every time he had PE, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to PE," and I'd be like, "Okay," because this is my time to like go back to work. So I'd like open back on my computer. I'm like, "I'm gonna organize my serato. I'm gonna do something with my life." And his PE would start at one o'clock, and then like at one o two, he'd be like, "I'm done," and I was like. No, you're not. Done. What? You're not done. He's like, I'm done. And I'm like, what did he goes? They told me to watch this video. I watched the video. I put my and I'm like, that's all they're telling you to do. Like, let me do the P.E. So like you said, I couldn't tell if he was making it up or if he had to do it. He's like, I'm done. I did everything. I did my homework. I'm all done. I'm like what the hell? I can't tell. So when they, they gave us the option for him to go back to school and we were like, you're going back. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> I'm, like I'm dropping of you aspect. off. Like at the second they opened the doors because not, cause I don't <laughs> love being with him. I am so grateful. I got to be with him in the house and it was probably this magical time that we're going to look back on in, in years and go, remember that? That was crazy. I'm so happy. We got to spend that time. Yeah. Um, but It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, the the teachers don't have as much control. I don't know what I'm doing. He's eight years old and they're already teaching him this math that doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, Am I the dumbest guy in the world? Or what is this common core math stuff? Like I because he'd be like, I'm doing it. I'm do and I go, That's not how you do division. And he's like, Yes, it is. You do it down here. And I'm like, I'm this is I'm old at this point, you know, because he's doing division. He's not putting it on top. They're not doing the remainders and the thing. And I'm like, I learned a whole different thing, dude. I don't know. You got to go back to school.
0: (laughs) It made me appreciate teachers so much. I I never realized how hard their job was. I'm like, give give them all a raise. They all need six figures.
1: Hundred percent. Like I'm like, God. They're amazing. And and how they handled the Zoom thing. It was like DJs. You know, mad props to DJs. You know, as DJs, we come from, it comes from hip-hop. You know what I mean? And hip-hop comes from making something out of nothing and plugging in the turntables in the park and using the electricity from the park and, and taking something that wasn't supposed to be used for something and using it. And that's what we did with Twitch. And that's what we did with Instagram. And we're like, okay. We're DJs, we're going to make this shit work somehow. And that's what teachers did. I was so impressed with what some of his teachers did and how they're using Zoom and all the stuff. So, like you said, like infinite uh, props to respect. the teachers out yeah. there. Oh, my God. Mad respect. And they're dealing with so many kids. I'm stressed out over one kid. And they <laughs> yeah. got 20 kids on the Zoom. And, and now they're back in the school and with the face shields and the mask. And, I mean... I'm like you guys are the, I would do anything for his teachers like Rockstars. they're so unbelievable. I, I got my
0: teacher uh I got him a Starbucks gift card. I'm like yo whatever you guys need. I got yeah. you guys like yo for real.
1: Right? I'm like if it's ever if you want to come out to the club I got you too. I got, <laughs> you. I
0: got your bottle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll hide. You can wear the mask. I will I'll tell him it wasn't you. <laughs> so we're good no teacher um yeah crazy so same like thank god my kid's school is back in effect he's there now he's back playing soccer we're playing soccer every day he's at his practice right now um so and just for his own mental health you know like of course we want to do the right thing but like there comes a point when just mentally it's hard for us as us it's weird for me like i went to a thing because now we're allowed now we're allowed to have parties that are very small outside with a certain amount of people that are maybe vaccinated you know it's got all the different levels of rules but so i went to something and you don't even know what to do you like like i didn't know everybody and i meet the guy and he's like oh are we shaking or not and we're elbow or maybe we'll do nothing and just the like hello greeting took like a whole minute of figuring out what to do to the point where we never shook hands and it was so strange you know and i was like all right. Well, I'm cool with not shaking hands, but yeah, it's it's uh, the social experience. I don't know what I'm gonna be like back in like a club where people are all around me. I'm gonna be like, get away from me! Like,
0: oh man, yeah. I want to I want to bring you out to Fort Worth. I, I should book you at alchingo and just to and just record you like an animal first time being in the open. <laughs> the free market and just,
1: I want to see how you respond to all this Uh, madness. Let's do it. I'm down. It'll be a documentary (laughs) (laughs) releasing a DJ back into the wild. (laughs) I mean, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, I'm down. I'm, I've been talking to some people. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to get the vaccine. That's, you know, I know people that don't want to get it, but, but you know, to each their own, I feel like it's safe. I've done enough, I put enough horrible things in my body other than that. And I still probably eat enough horrible things that I don't think the vaccine's really the thing that's going to mess me up.
0: (laughs) I drink fireball. So the vaccine's the least of my worries.
1: Exactly. I think fireball's in the vaccine. So it's like, you know, they said that was like a key element. Uh, That's why it stings a little bit. (laughs) It's got the 5G chip with fireball. They mix it together, a little pancake batter. I don't know. um well that's that's crazy that's it's so interesting to hear from that perspective um you know and, and so where do you think things are going to go so you guys are at 100 so we're, we're talking just for anyone that's listening to this maybe in the future um this is probably coming out late march early april 2021 and um you are like full capacity no rules no masks is there do you, like, are there any rules, like, at your places? Or is it just at whatever business wants to make their own rule? Like, so if some it, businesses it, it, are like, it, 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 we co- it want It comes masks. down to,
0: like, like, let's say retail businesses. A lot of these retail businesses, you know, pharmacies and stuff like that. Some places still, yeah. like, they're like, we, we require you to wear a mask. Um, right. And so, like, you know, for the most part, people are like, all right, cool. Put on your mask, walk in. Yeah, a lot of spots are just, like you don't have to wear a mask so i mean it's really up to the person it, it, they're the way they i guess the way they position out here is like if you don't feel safe coming out you don't have to come out and if if you want to come out and you feel safer with your mask on wear your mask kind of, t- type right. of thing so um <clears throat> but and other than that like the bars and clubs out here like there's there's no mask like there's no mask mandate at all right it's, it's the craziest thing
1: like and like but I are mean, people getting sick like or is it just kind of or did everyone already get sick and then it's just good I, I, no now? I, 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 that's the okay, texas my, okay. vaccine here, here here's my
0: opinion on what has gone on just yeah what's it been like again I, I, uh, I'm not educated in this in this whole field of uh, yeah, things. No, we're not claiming nice to be doctors. Yeah, no one's doctor, coming right? for you.
1: Everybody has their own <laughs> views and opinions. We're not right, here to judge right. everybody. We're just trying to get a feeling for what it is. And like we're saying, to look into the future and what to expect and what everybody's dealing with. So, yeah. like So, what's what, it been like when, for you? What's your viewpoint on it?
0: When we reopened with the whole restrictions thing, like 25% and then we did 50%, you seen a hit in the nightlife industry with people who work in the bars and the clubs and all that stuff, bartenders. You're like, yo, like, I mean, entire staffs were like being wiped out and they're all testing positive for COVID. And right. so like, okay. you had bars and clubs, like they're like, okay, well we can't open for two weeks. We had Starbucks and chick fil A's like close, you know what I mean? For like a long period of time because they didn't have the staff to, to properly run the place. Um, and that was, you know, during the summer going into, you know, uh, fall, and you did see a big spike in that, and like you would hear, like I had a friends, GMS, DJs, like people were getting it randomly. It was weird. Um, yeah. So then we had this crazy spike, and then the numbers started falling down slowly. So
1: my my opinion is, I think and that, everybody. And that, wait, just and that was when like. Like you said, it was about 25%. You guys were just opening. Right. It was probably late last summer or something, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. that's
1: when everyone's like, the things are spiking, and a lot of people were getting it. I was hearing the same thing in Florida, too. I would hear from people, like, the whole staff of the club got it, all the DJs, all the bartenders, yeah. and it was a crazy time. So, okay, just to yeah. clarify. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. It was. So,
0: like, I, I feel like everyone kind of, like, you either got it or your immune system is built up to fight it. Because right. Because... You know, I, I, I'm I'm just based on my experience, like I'm literally out seven days or five days a week. I'm in the club scene, no mask, like kind of like, and so I'm being yeah. exposed to the elements. So I feel like, you know, you, you have to build up your immune system and expose your, your body to this. You know, either you get right. it or you don't. You
1: know what I mean? And so did, do you, I, you don't have to answer, but did you get it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, and how I got it, and
0: and, and I don't want to say how was
1: was it like it was like a meal, but like how what happened. So check this out. I think I got it twice,
0: and and the first time, the first time, and and me and DJ Bonics from Houston, um, right? We had we had gone to Miami in January, and so when I came back, I was like, dude, I got so sick. I was like, never been so sick in my life. This January, like like a few months ago. January. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Last January 2019. Oh, so before everything shut down. Yeah. Before before it blew up, right? And so like, okay. and and Ebonics had come up because I actually had Phenom up here and Phenom and Johnny J came up. They drove, they drove from Houston to Fort Worth to come say what's up and hang out, right? And so we were talking about it randomly. I was like, he's like, yeah, I think I got it, man, back in January. I'm like, dude, I think I got it in January too. And then we were talking about it because we went to the same Miami trip. And I was like, He's like, dude, when we got back from Miami, I was death. Like, I felt like death. I'm oh, like, no. Yo. I'm like, yeah. So we came to the conclusion that we got it at some point at that time. Right. And then uh during s- the summer, when we reopened, like, at 25%, I tested, I tested positive. And so, but for me, it was cool. Like, that, that second time, I would say, I'm calling it the second time. I'm not sure if it's the second time or not. But. I tested positive, but I had no, I had no symptoms or anything like that. It was like a two week vacation.
1: How, why did you, you just got tested because you had to get tested?
0: Well, like, it's like when you guys just opening up, right. So you're just paranoid. So now you're like working in these bars and clubs and you're just, you're just paranoid because everybody's like, yo, what's up, Danny West. And you're like, man, do my fist. What are we doing? Fist (laughs) bumping, elbow, like you, like it's so new, right. So you're, you're kind of where where I was at. And so you're, you're kind of like, you don't want to be too paranoid. And people were tripping on you. They're like, Hey, Danny, like you're acting different. Right. I'm like, no, bro, I'm not acting different. I'm just not trying to get sick. Like, like, right. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know? So they're like, Oh, you know, you're acting different. I was like, no, man. I'm like, I'm like, what's up, bro. Like we, but I'm just not trying to get, it's so like, let, let
1: you do what you want. I mean, yeah. don't pressure people into, you know, getting sick or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And
0: so it, that, that was crazy. And so I remember we had like this busy ass night, and it was crazy. It was just so busy, and there was so many people around me. And I was like, I don't know if it's one. I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you go even to Target or to the supermarket, and you come back and you just like mentally drained yeah from this like for sure you're just like you're like i was exposed to covid you know what i mean like I, I, this oh, yeah. no way
1: i have it so like i know I and got... then even if it's like three hours later i'm like oh my throat hurts here we go i've got yeah. it i'm like they say it takes two weeks but i'm for sure i got covid that's it and then the next day i wake up and i'm like i've never felt so good in my life so like yeah I know, it's the weirdest your brain definitely can make you think yeah, you it plays it tricks on you.
0: you yeah and so i when i got back from the club i was just like i told my wife i'm like yo like I'm going to sleep over here. I'm like, I, I feel like I got something yeah. today. Right. I just I just felt it. And so she's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, I'm gonna go get tested, whatever. And so I went yeah. to, to the test. I came back positive. Right. So I was like, oh Crazy. shit. I got-. I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm waiting for that to hit me. Cause I'm, I'm going to feel like shit and all that stuff. And yeah. see how bad it gets. Right. Dude. It was like, it was like a vacation for me because I was isolated in a bedroom, right. In a guest bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And so, my wife hated it because she was like, "She's bring me food, drinks." Like it was like I, I had a maid at this point, and so it was, she hated it. She's like, "You know, what? at this point, I'm gonna expose myself to you so that way I get COVID because I, you got to do shit on your own now." <laughs> I'm tired of <laughs> I'm tired of being your maid,
1: but it, uh, so that, that oh was a funny
0: But I, honestly, like, it, it was two weeks of me just chilling, dude. Like
1: I was just playing video games and it was, it was weird, but right. I mean, Cause you had I, to okay. quarantine for having it like, but right. you didn't really feel anything. Yeah. yeah, And so I got retested and came out clear. And so Crazy. I mean, and ever
0: since then, you know, we've been open. And so I've been exposed to the elements like, and I'm just out there and like shaking people's hands. Like, it's, it's, it sounds like kind of like unresponsible, but like I almost feel like you have to expose your body to the elements of the world because e- even even as as regular before pre-COVID, you know, if, if you're not exposing yourself to germs and all that stuff, and you know, obviously you got to keep your hands washed and all that stuff. But y- your body's immune system, that that's what it's made to do. You know what I mean? So you have to expose right, yourself. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Adults.
1: But Yeah. yeah um that's crazy um so did and did you ever do like the antibody test thing or any of that stuff like nah because i was
0: like all right well i already got it so i was just like right. whatever i mean yeah even even with this vaccine it's a vaccine it doesn't it's not like a hundred percent like you can still get covid so like I For feel sure like it's more- so it's just like, all
1: right, man. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like the point. vaccine is like you're wearing like a really thick mask or something, you know, like like <laughs> that's invisible or like like because you could definitely still get it. I see all these people like can't wait to get the vaccine. I'm gonna go lick the floor, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I, I still think you gotta like be careful and test and be and and even being around other people and this and that and because I was even saying for my kid like he can't get it. He's eight years old. So like, we're going to get the vaccine and be like, yeah, let's go party time. But it's like, he still has to go. They want him to wear masks and go play sports and go wear masks at school and everything. So I guess, you know, you have to think about those people. And I mean, it is, it's, it's a constant it's learning
0: a, experience. It's a weird world we live in. So it is, just, but what about that? Yeah. Like you
1: said, you're so it's funny because so many things were said over time. Like, after this, no one will ever shake hands again. After this, no one will ever do this. Every club is going to play the coolest music you've ever heard and no person will ever want to hear a club song. I'm like, um, have you guys ever like watched a movie like, you know what I mean, or anything like, have you ever done anything? Human beings are human beings. It's going to go back, especially Americans, I feel like they want it to go back the way it was. So people My thought, even in L.A., people are going to be shaking hands again. They're going to be back doing the thing. The club is going to be full of the same people because what the club is is like young people just entering in wanting to hear the popular song. So it's not like the same people stay in the club that were in besides us stay in there for the past 10, 15 years. Like we're the only ones that have been in the club for 10, 15, 20 years. Cause we're the DJs and the people running yeah. it. Yeah. The other people are young, just coming in. You know what I mean? They were, they were 10 years old when we were in the club 10 years ago. So, you, you, you know what I noticed? And I, I don't know
0: if this, uh, I remember like five, seven years ago, even 10 years ago, right? St. Yeah. Patty's Day used to be banging in LA. Like it was like St. Patty's Day, we're going to fucking rage, right? You're and right. then, like, I feel like recently it hasn't had that big bang like St. Patty's Day, every bar is yeah. cracking, right? Well, True. this year we're we're hoping that 100%. It's it. So, like, this is the biggest St. Patty's Day party i've ever seen in a long time where like and i feel like all right cool these young kids like there they was they were you know in covid they're locked down and all that stuff and so the, yeah now that we're 100 restrictions lifted all that stuff saint patty's day this year was cracking it was just a party and i'm like all right cool i think i think the the trends for cinco de mayo and all these holidays that, that you know they used to really pop off are, are going to come back and and this new generation is kind of like revising as far as right. the, the party spirit is concerned, you know? So, I mean, right. I'm like here- it, some
1: holidays that had died out, like in a way, yeah, like, are exactly. coming back as a big party part. Well, yeah. people, I think, also will use any excuse to party. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, President's Day, let's go, George yeah, Washington. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, they already do that. So now it's going to be more than ever. I mean, because, you know, hopefully it gets to the point where, all the everything's quote unquote safe and we're not hurting anybody and we can go just you know do our thing and and not feel worried that we're doing something wrong you know
0: yeah yeah for sure i I think i mean it really comes down to like uh, i guess the best the best way to describe and compare and contrast is california and texas because like you talk yeah. to people in Texas and you talk to people in California, like well, I have really good friends, in, you know, all of my good friends are in California. And I talk to them right. and I'm like, yo, come out to Texas, dude. Like, come out, like, l- let me get you some work and all that stuff. And my boys are just like, they're just paranoid. They're like, nah, dude, like it's not safe. I'm like, bro, like I've been literally going out every single day. Like we've been raging. It's been insane. Like I'm like, right. like
1: it's just, it's mentality wise. It's just, it's right. so but weird. But I will, like, you know, devil's advocate on the other side, like, you did say you got it, uh, and a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah. it all there. So, you know, if people don't want to be exposed to it or if they they have some, you know... Because I do know some crazy, crazy stories of people uh, close to me or, or family or friends or people that were... You know, working at places I know that got it and, and didn't do good, you know, and uh, some yeah. people passed away and like they didn't know they even had diabetes. They didn't know they had asthma until it was too late and stuff like that. So right. I understand both sides of it. Um But but but, yeah, I guess it's almost it's like crazy. We're, cra- we're so like- hardcore about it in California on yeah. this side and you guys are so hardcore about it on that side in Texas that. There's no in between. Uh, yeah, it's place. So, it's so, it's so crazy. It's just crazy to see because I'm like I'm like I'm the guy in the middle.
0: Just like yo, I understand like this side. I'm cool with this side. I'm like yo, like it's just right. weird. It's 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 interesting and to so, see.
1: Right. And so, what about just from like DJs that are looking to go work again, like. Um, yeah. Has the music programming, has it affected it at all? Is it any different or uh, is the social shaking hands thing any different or even the club rates? Have any of those been affected within uh, any of this? So the club rates, the club, like some club, yeah, th- actually, no, the club rates were affected
0: when they had the restrictions, but right. now that all the restrictions are lifted, all the club rates have gone back to normal. Like the, 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 mul- there's multiple shifts of DJs and all that stuff. Um, I I almost feel like there's been a lot of out of state DJs who have moved to relocate to Texas and Florida, like just because you know they're trying to work right. and and for the most I part, like right. that, I, I've been hit up by so many DJs from outside the state that and people just trying to get back in the grind and stuff like that. And I get that, yeah. but like, just has it's been bombarded with people trying to like get out and work. Sure. You know, so, <laughs> right, yeah. But it, oh, it's the, the, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the rates. Like even for like travel, like the the main traveling DJs. Because for the most part, I do I, I I do the bookings. Right, I'm not really into the whole traveling. I'm not in your world where you're like the, you know, superstar right. DJ traveling the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm more of the guy trying to book book them and you know at my venues and you know I'll open up and and set these guys up and all that stuff. But um, I'm interested to see how that game changes in in that world. Me and too. what the rates, what, what rates happen, because, you know, a lot of these Vegas spots, you know, they, they they've they taken a beating with, with, you know, I can't imagine how much money they've lost and all that stuff, you know, totally. and these big venues in big state in the big cities like New York, LA, you know, like, yeah, it's expensive to keep up with that lease. Like, you yeah. can't expect this ownership to like, just, all right, cool. Doors are open. We're going to pay your fee. So like, I, I'm, I'm really interesting what happens to that that side of the game or or is it how many people fall off at at this time and then is there a new generation of of the traveling quote-unquote traveling djs that's gonna come into effect so
1: yeah yo that's so interesting actually because it's almost like i feel like when i got into the traveling dj game like it was a long time ago but there was a huge paradigm shift or whatever you want to call it like a a big thing had come into the picture which was digital djing and serato to be exact you like there was only a few traveling djs you know you had to be um a certain type of dj you know whether it was an edm kind of traveling thing or a kid capri famous from the old school and you'd have you know your records funk flex but there wasn't, um, you know, an AM and, and Mark Ronson and people like that that had established their name. But it, people weren't able to. And when Serato came into effect, it was like I started to get offered gigs. And I'm like, oh, I could fly to Dallas and do a private event and then go to Chicago and go here and just have a backpack. Like, this is completely different. You can change the way you do everything. And then that birth all of this, you know what I mean? Down to the digital record pools, DJ city, like all of that started, it it sort of made all of that stuff becomes on steroids in a way with the traveling DJ game and all of these out of town clubs trying to be like Vegas and LA. Um, So I wonder, is this a time where everything will change like that? Because my life was not the same but i was on the same path in the sense of djing these clubs and doing all that Um, and i know a lot of people were like dj vice and all these people from the mid 2000s till about now and so like you said will it make a lot of people fall off will it change the game will it make a whole new crop of people come into it like i wonder how it will pan out over the next couple years
0: yeah because i mean i I, the way i see like you am you know fashion vice like you know all the ogs as far as in regards to that that traveling game like you guys really were the pioneers when once Toronto hit and everybody embraced that technology you guys were like the pioneers of of the traveling djs who are just going out and killing stuff and just like constantly like just dope revolutionary stuff and i i just wonder what happens is there is like who's next like what's what's the right. next generation like it like it, it is or even a next generation or is it just going to yeah. get, like, kind of, like, muddled up with just local DJs, resident DJs? Or are the resident DJs other ones going to get the shine now? Like, it's just, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, like, I'm just, like, kind of watching and waiting to see, like, what right. happens, you know? Like, it's going to be so yeah. interesting.
1: And, like, will the digital stuff have any impact? Like, Twitch, YouTube, like, all the different things, people starting podcasts like this, like... Th- DJs finding other ways to make money and utilize the internet um, to DJ on the internet. Will that be this revolutionary thing that will change and allow DJs to maybe turn down gigs they don't want to do, or will it just kind of eventually morph back into what it was within a couple of years? I, I do wonder. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause the Twitch thing was huge, right? Like, and like, and I felt like yeah. the, the, for the most part, I felt like it was very West coast heavy in regards to DJs who were really killing it. Cause they yes. like, they really embraced it off top. Like you yeah you, like I see your twitch and I am like I'm like dude like we had these conversations we've had these conversations from the get-go and we yeah. would talk like you're know, like hey dude I, like how do you do this and all that stuff or your visuals who did your visuals like and right and it's just interesting to see just the dynamics of the twitch and the social and the streaming stuff because I was doing it too but now that I'm hoping I'm like dude I don't even have time for this like I, I'm trying to like right trying to get my money at this point I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying
1: to catch up with 2020 right. so but hey. like I wonder, like, at, from a booking, so like, like you said, you know, you're a DJ, but you run venues, you book DJs now, from a booking <clears> perspective, <throat> um, I know, like you said, you're booking mainly, quote unquote, local DJs or or a certain, you know, budget range and type of DJs at this point. But um, are there any spots that you do book more traveling DJs? And have you had any conversations with the, any other people I, you work with I mean, on how to, you guys will me, approach that?
0: Uh, I I want to say like because uh, I'm I'm doing all the um, I'm the nightlife director for El Chingon and in Fort Worth and so um I want to say we were probably the only ones in the entire country that was actually booking DJs at all like right. it, it was uh, it was I mean we had we've had Metro we've had you know we literally had nothing but traveling DJs and yeah. I've hit up a lot of DJs who I'm like hey I want to book you out here but then also people are being very careful like we were talking about earlier they're being careful as far as taking. You know, like oh, I'm not ready to travel. So, and I understand and I respect that, and that's cool. But like, it's you know, if if you're in the game and you know like how deep it goes, especially in Vegas, right? Vegas and a lot of these big premier casino clubs or whatever. A lot of these bookers, like they they've lost their positions. The music directors they've lost their positions, and so like, you know, and and when it comes to that DJ world, like relationships are everything. So. I'm just interested to see, like, who's the guy who's going to replace that guy? And does that guy have the experience? And how how does that work for everybody in regards when it comes to relationships with that? And, yeah, like, uh, EPKs, are we we having to resend EPKs out to kind of, like, familiarize ourselves with with the people that are out there? Like, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm I'm just interested to see what what happens. Yeah.
1: No, I I know what you mean. Like, because there will be a whole... Changing of the guard in certain respects uh, yeah. with a lot of places um, in Vegas and places like that who may not even know my history or different people like that, you know? And and it is a very relationship-based game, uh, the DJ booking game, you know, so... Uh, that is those are all crazy things to think about we haven't really discussed on this show yet we've been so heavy in the digital twitch talk or what's going on um, in in whoever the guest is like where they are but we haven't discussed those aspects of the future of who will be doing the booking and what are they looking for and what type of things will bring in the business for the clubs because when it all comes down to it yes we want everyone to be safe we want everyone to work we want dope djs dope music but it's a numbers game. I've been hired and fired from many spots. And I don't take it personally because it's a numbers game. I know if you're bringing value to the place or you're selling tickets or whatever value you're bringing to them, whether it's your name or selling the tickets, um, that you, that has to be there. And I wonder what the clubs will attach to the value, you know, like DJ wise and how DJs right. will be well, able how do you, to prove how do you measure it? what they're... Yeah, how do you measure it if it's worth it for them now, especially when everybody's (laughs) having to cut corners and, and stuff like that. And it used to be like, we're the United States, okay, I'm going to fly from this place to this place. But now it's like, Chicago will be so different from Dallas, which will be so different from LA, which will be different from New York, different from Miami. And, you know, people are hitting me from Clearwater, Florida, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, people I know from Jersey are down in Florida, and they're, people have just moved all over it's like a whole different world it's
0: it's crazy and honestly i worry about a lot of these djs because dude to have that many relationships it takes a lot of time and effort for you to go out shake hands and just you know wee hours of the morning time like sometimes you're not working but you're going out just to kind of like get to be know get to know these people who are running the scene and all that stuff so yeah and I, i can't imagine to restart that whole movement again and put that much effort to get those it's just
1: it's crazy. It's
0: crazy. It's gonna be interesting to see.
1: I know. I know. Well, well, I'm worth, well. This is the beginning conversation of it. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll revisit. Maybe we'll go back in a year and see what the hell <laughs> has happened. Um, but yeah. And so as far as you know, just to get off the COVID talk, unless you have any other like points for it. No, but no, no, like no, no, no. Yeah. Um, let's keep it going. Uh, and, and we could talk about it the whole time. But but I did want to. Uh, you know, talk a little bit more about Mm. how you made the transition from being the resident DJ at these spots. And like you said, getting on your ground grind and DJing seven nights a week and really making a name for yourself to then getting in a position to be running a club from the booking perspective and the management perspective. Um, How did that happen? And what have you learned from being on both sides of it? It's
0: that's, that's a really good question. Well, for me it, it kind of all started off like have you know I, I was you know i was at so many venues right and i was kind of getting burned out as far as DJing is concerned so like for me right. there was like some nights where i just didn't want to dj well let me bring my homie one, one of my good friends who's in town i'm gonna bring them in they can have to pay for the night uh, i just want to just chill have a couple of drinks and party whatever and so that's kind of how it all started so then at that point people were like, "Oh sh- well Danny's bringing in DJs, right? And then all the DJs that I, you know, that I was bringing in, they were dope DJs, so they were killing it. So then it kind of started like little buzz as far as like, "Oh, Danny brings in DJs." And then D- he's part of DJ City and his affiliation and all that stuff. So like I got a little buzz on that and then like venues started asking me to book their DJs. And so that's kind of how I started in regards to bringing outside DJs in. Mm-hmm. Um and for me like the low hanging fruit is always, you know, it's always been to go to the management DJ side and like, oh, I want to book your DJs. But what I I learned really quickly that I didn't like about that is, you know, I'm putting pocket, it was just a very non-personal transaction. And so what I ended up doing is like, I was like seeking out DJs who I like personally, as far as good people like not just like oh they got the buzz you know like they yeah they got the clout all this stuff i wasn't trying to chase that and for me like whenever i book djs i I like to book djs based on the the merits as far as their personality is concerned because there's a lot of dope djs but there's also a lot of dope djs who are just jerks you know i mean they're just dicks you know in real life and so like for me i'm like yo they like this guy's such a diva i don't want to ever ever deal with this person so like for me that's kind of where where i started in uh and it ended up like just working out for me and, you know, kind of, uh, we took over serious exam and started booking DJs for serious exam in regards to people's globalization on channel 13. So, um, it's kind of just snowballed, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've just kind yeah. of like try to just try to put other people and homies on, you know, and, and like th- there's, it's just fun, man. Like, and for me, I, I enjoy it. I like being, you know, in a venue where I, I can run and book DJs and like, I think that that's kind of part of my strength is helping the DJ community out. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even, it's not an ego thing. It's like, yo, like this dude's dope. I like to pump up my boys. You know what I mean? I put my, my pump up my boys, like four flats on the Cadillac, you know, I was just like, yo, like, <laughs> yeah. this, like I like to promote. And, and for me, I think that's kind of rare in our, in our community where other right. DJs are like, Oh yeah, this, this DJ's dope. I'm going to book him. And cause people feel like, well, I'm lowering myself because I'm hyping this guy, but but it's not really that. Like my mental is not. It, I don't feel like it doesn't go against you. It just helps you. So,
1: right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, it totally makes sense. And do you <laughs> have like? Like, I mean, you don't have like your own booking agency. You just basically, like you said, book for the radio show yeah, and the clubs I mean, that you work I, with. I've had for, I've had friends tell me to start my own
0: booking agency, but I'm like, nah, dude. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. I'm like, I like what I'm doing, and it's just like a good, right? It's good, a good, happy medium for for me and and everybody, and you know. So I'm good.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And what spots do you handle? Is it El Chingon and other spots, or is that your so, main thing right now?
0: Al Chingon's my main spot right now. Um, there's other spots that are coming in on, uh, but like for the most part, like I have like there's a network of, of friends that I, that I deal with you know in Dallas right. and Houston and Austin, and so kind of like we we honestly I, I think that's the good thing about the Texas community in general is like we're pretty close niche like of group like of people and yeah it's easy for me to call someone in Austin like oh spider I got spider here uh, next Saturday dude I'm like can, is can we find a spot for him on Friday in Austin. Yeah, I got right. you, man. Let me make that happen. And so, like you know, I've built enough relationships with people where, like, they know, like, they they if they get me, I got them, and you know, vice versa. So like, it's just, and even from New York, if, if like my network is really good on a worldwide aspect, you know what I mean. So I'm able to like, all right, I got my boy coming in from Ireland or Manchester, or Newcastle, or whatever. And so we try to help each other out, and it's just like a you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and. And right. For the most part, like I, that, those are the people I want to deal with because a lot of people are always asking, "Danny, give me book, give me book, give me book." And it's like, right. Yo, dude, you're, you're just coming to the table with a fork and knife, but you're not bringing anything to the table. You know, bring some a biscuit, bring something where we can, you know, we can all eat. You know, what I mean, we can all eat. Right. It doesn't yeah. have to be crazy significant, but like, I, I for the most part, I like to deal with people who kind of understand and they respect and like, all right, cool. Like, can you do this for me? And yeah, I can do this for you. And like, you know, like we. Take care of each other and I right. just make my net like those are the people i want to network with yeah
1: Likewise. that makes sense and and what do you like just you know from someone listening right now that maybe isn't that experienced in the game or trying to get into it when you say like they're coming to the table with just a fork and knife they can bring something else like like, what do you mean? Like, um, I mean, I know what you mean, I think, but what can younger DJs that are trying to get in the game, like what can they do to make sure they bring the right value or they're not just this annoying asking for stuff person?
0: Well, and I I think that it's a fine line, right? So like with these younger generation of DJs, like it's a fine line. Like the thing is like, you know, he's younger, I, I, and you probably get approached all the time with younger DJs, like, hey Spider, check yeah. out my mixtape or whatever, you know, they're like for sure. They're like, hey, or, or they see your your success and they don't know what the the, the work you put in behind closed doors because they right. really just see the Instagram posts, they see the social media stuff, and so they, they think it was just handed to you as opposed right. to all the back end work that you put in or the seeds that you planted. And, and now it's kind of like it's the fruit of the, your labor yeah, is now coming of course to tradition so um the I, I me personally i think the best advice for younger djs is one get out there get out there in your city and get to know you know everybody in your city like the managers like it's not just the dj world like yeah cool you might be a dope dj and there's a lot of really good dope djs who get stuck in their bedrooms but it, mm-hmm. it's not it's not just the you're not just a one trick pony understand there's a marketing side, there's a marketing aspect of of it. And in today's age, there's even your appearance. Like what does your appearance look like? How how do you speak to people? Do you speak business the way a bar owner or general manager wants to hear uh, the business being spoken to? So, right. uh, And I feel a lot of these younger DJs, some of them are one dimensional. It's like, I'm just a DJ and this is what I do. Like, cool, bro. Like, well, there's a million of you out there. What else are you bringing <laughs> to the table? And so, like, I think that people, you know, especially with all the comp- competition that's out there and there's just so many people out there, like, it's not just, I'm a DJ and I can't, I don't, I don't need to promote because I just show up like, dude, like, well, if you're going to have that mentality, not, no one's going to want to hire you, in my opinion. So I'm like, I think you have to think about the marketing. You got to think about your 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 the DJing, the, the programming side of it. Uh, you got to think about your appearance and, you know, you got to think of... Everything that, that has to do with the business and the bar owners and mentality and even your bartenders, your door guys. Dude, I started working. To, uh, I was helping out at the door at Elching oh, my God. I have a whole new respect for door guys. And I'm like, dude, you, like these people have put up with so much shit and I've never realized it. <laughs> and it's like right. just simple things it's like, yo, man, like dress code or whatever. Like just people, it's people are so dumb now. <laughs> like it's retarded, <laughs> but it's crazy. But. Like get to know everyone's position within the world we live in, because the DJ is not the only person that makes the world go round. And and the more you respect everybody's position and what role they play in making the entire nightlife happen, I think the more you'll get out of it and you'll get opportunities based off of that.
1: That's great. That's that's really important because it is hard and people get into DJing for this artistic reason and they're just like, I love music and, or scratching or whatever the artistic thing is. And that's great. And that motivation should carry you and that passion should carry you to the next level. Um, but then when you do get to the point where you do want to make it your life and you realize that it's actual business with money involved and relationships yeah. you have to think in those terms no matter how uncomfortable it is and you also have to do this in the same way you read a room and you adapt to the music that people want to hear depending on their age or whatever reactions you're getting you have to adapt to the culture of the business at the time whether you're djing in vegas during the super edm time or coming out of the pandemic or whatever you're gonna to have to read the room of the business and the culture and in the same way you're reading the room when you're DJing. And it's not just like you said, there's so many DJs out there now, you know? So what are you bringing that's different? And it used to be like, you can enter a competition and that's a way to stand out. And they have that with three style and stuff. But even that you don't need that anymore. You could, you could do your own Twitch page. You could do your own remixes. I mean, there's so many different ways, you know, throw your own party. There's many different things you could experiment with to set yourself apart um, so, and I think having a full understanding of the, of all the roles in nightlife is a good, um, a good take on it as well. But you, you brought up a good point because I'm talking like, I guess I'm talking from it, it, my trajectory
0: and my experiences, I guess in my career, but, you know, experiences and all that stuff. But like, it, it, you brought up a good point in regards to, cause there's a lot of good creative DJs who they've stuck to their guns and they've become successful. And so, like, yeah, I don't want to say like, like, uh, like I, I'm just based basing off my opinion off on my experiences. Because right. even like a guy like you, like like what made you successful? Like like for me, I want to know what made Spider Spider. You know what I mean? Like, like what, yeah. what what did it take for you to become on your level to where yeah you got AM's attention? Like I remember seeing this YouTube video on you were like at this like shopping mall, like but like that's dope. Like that's so interesting because like, you know, like in all reality, people want not want to be on Danny West level, they want to be on that spider level. Like, what does it take to get to your level? You know what I mean? And I think
1: right. that, that's a more yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, like, the video you're referencing, if anyone wants to look it up, is, like, Steve Wonder and I were in Vegas for this thing called the Magic Convention, which is uh, a clothing convention. And uh, we got booked to do this bongo jeans booth where they were selling jeans, you know, or, or th- that was where they showcased their stuff. Their spokesperson at the time was Nicole Richie of the jeans brand and uh, her boyfriend was someone named DJ AM and I remember we were there, we were booked for 4 days straight to DJ, I think 8 hours a day. We had to bring all of the equipment records needles turntables you know all that serato had just come out so we probably had eight crates of records mixed with this new thing called a serato box and all that stuff and uh filled up like my ford explorer drove out to vegas must have like we probably were splitting like 900 dollars for like four days you know it was like and i I thought we were killing it and um (laughs) And then they get this guy, they go, Oh, this guy's coming in. His name's DJ AM. He's his the boyfriend of Nicole Richie. He's a huge DJ out here. He usually gets like paid five thousand dollars an hour. We're giving him three thousand. We're getting such a deal. And I'm like, wait, didn't you just pay us nine hundred fifty like nine hundred dollars <laughs> for like four days? And so I'm like, What? Who is this guy? You know, so so yeah, that and so funny enough, there was no cell phone cameras back then, but we had a flip camera and we just we decided, because it was our first time DJing in Vegas, we wanted to film everything with the flip camera and then edit it together. So that video on YouTube was us just filming everything. And then this guy, AM, comes in. And he's so dope. And he's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, we were on absolute mode at the time. You know, we were we recorded in our vinyl. And we would put the needle down. It was very old school style. And AM comes in, he's using cue points, which I'd never heard of or seen anyone use. He has pre-made mashups, which I'd never heard or seen. Any- I've heard mashups, but not like, oh, it's the Billie Jean drums with the Kill Bill whistle over it. And it goes into this thing. And then he has an In Excess song with rapping over it. And then, you know, it was very different. And so... Watching him was just mind-blowing. And then there's a really funny, embarrassing part in the video, if anyone looks it up, where I remember watching him and I wanted to ask him about the cue points. And I'm standing there like, okay, he's done with the mix. I'm about to go in. And Nicole Richie comes over and just starts kissing him right in front of me. And I have to, like, act like nothing's happening. And I'm like, oh, like, looking around. And Steve Wenders, like, zooming close in on my face, laughing in the background. So, And people are like, yo, do you mind if I show that to people? Like, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> (laughs) Like, I'm very realistic about uh, my life. I'm happy to be self-deprecating and show my embarrassments. Um, But it was, yeah, that was a crazy time. And, And that, even that, like, we did get along. We kind of found some common ground within what, the, both being on Serato, talking about music, uh, both playing very eclectic kind of sets, both scratching and, you know, little common things, but nothing that you would probably think you'd ever talk again. And uh, it was just that he left that blue needle box that all DJs had um, in the booth and he left. And I remember he had given me his business card and it was a pretty dope business card. It had like a ticket on the back scanned in, like printed that he had gotten at some crazy party where they confiscated all of his stuff and it had like his name written on the ticket. That was like the business card, <laughs> like a citation from the police. And I'm like, oh, it was pretty dope. So I, I, I called him. I'm like, yo, what up? It's Spider. I just met you. You just played with us at the bongo jeans thing. You left your needles in the booth. And uh, he's like, Oh shit. I'm back at the airport. I'm in, uh, I'm at the Vegas airport. I'm like, you were just here. He's like, yeah, I got a DJ. This John Varvado store opening in LA. Uh, you think you could bring me the needles? I'm like, who the hell does this guy think he is? (laughs) And I'm like, yo, I'm like, Steve, this dude wants me to come bring him the needles. He's like, yo, we're both DJing here eight hours a day. I go, go, go take him the needles. Why are you? And I was like, Oh, okay. I thought maybe like you'd be pissed or something. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Jump in the car, rush to the airport. I'm like, yo, I'm outside Southwest Terminal 3 or whatever it is. You know, he comes running out. I hand him the needle box and my mixtape. I had made this mixtape called Pay Dues and Break Even. And um, I was pretty proud of it. Like I liked the way it came out. It was kind of a transition for me of coming from this, Real hip hop, underground hip hop kind of DJ to like wanting to make these blends and mashups, but still keep the integrity of like dope music, but show off my scratching and you know, all that shit. So, um I gave him that. I said, just listen to this. It's all I care about if you could. Okay, peace. Figured I'd never talk to him again. And then that kind of like sparked everything off. He called me. He's like, "This that mix is dope. I owe you. Thank you so much. I want to introduce you to someone who has every Ultimate Beats and Breaks record uh, already on MP3. Because at the time, it was like, you know, if we wanted Ultimate Beats and Breaks, it was like all these records. And so... He links me. He goes, Come to my club. I got a club named LAX in LA. Come to my club and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll meet you there. So I go in, uh, we get there early. I probably had never been to like a Hollywood club. Like I would go to like, cool spots the route down and all these like underground hip-hop shows but never those bougie kind of clubs and i go in there's this dude opening his name's kevin scott so legendary kevin scott and uh he's the guy with all the songs and you know he's gone on to have direct music service and At the time, he was making the edit things on records, you know, and uh, and they were selling them at this place, Rehab Records, which eventually turned into DJ City. Like, it's so crazy, all the connections. But yeah, went there, met him, saw AM and saw AM DJ in his own club and do this set that was just mind blowing and every you know, cool celebrity persons there, but he doesn't care. He's still playing red man and like the dopest nineties hip hop set into like some crazy Britney Spears thing. And the most creative stuff, you know, DJ AM. And, uh, I I mean, between seeing him in Vegas and that I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what this guy's doing. Like, I got to figure out how to be myself within this world (laughs) somehow. Um, so yeah, that was just my meeting you know, with him, and then so many things snowballed out from that. And I kept, I kept on the grind. I kept entering contests. I entered the BPM Magazine contest, and Mark Ronson was the judge, and I won, and I got to go to Winter Music Conference with him and go on this U.S. tour, and, and then MySpace picked me up and made me the official MySpace DJ, and I got to go all over the U.S. doing MySpace shows, and it was just this snowball thing that started happening you know and then in your career like you said you got one gig two gig it starts happening and you just yeah. keep trying to push the snowball forward and let it keep gathering snow yeah. and getting bigger and meeting more people and it's just a whirlwind of of stuff you know so yeah what what what,
0: ad, what what advice would you give to people because like be, i feel like being in la like especially during that era like that golden era like uh, like i remember because i was born and raised in la so i remember hearing vice uh, yeah. Scythe, Echo, Deluxe, uh, Mr. Chalk, which is my... That's oh my god hero right there. Yes. Like, just, I remember Me like... Too.
1: Friday Night just Flavors. Just Mr.
0: Chalk, oh, my God. And then when I finally met Mr. Chalk, dude's the nicest guy in the, the world. And I'm ever. like... He's the best. Yeah, I'm like, I, I even love this guy even more. I'm like, Mr. Chalk's just yep. like the ultimate G. His, his his cuts are just insane. But like, yep. I felt like we we were fortunate enough. I was fortunate enough to grow up in L.A., hearing these crazy melody on, on the beat, like, like just hearing this amazing talent on the radio every single day. Yep. You have E-man, like just Henry, you had, uh, Richard vision. Like it was just like, it was just insane. Insane. But like, I feel like a lot of people from not, not from like a bigger city. Like what, what, I guess, what advice would you give those guys? Like, how do you come up in the game in, In you know,
1: Right well, now. I think it's like, different. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, on it's, one it's hand, so, yeah, like I'll, I'll be honest, I can't give advice to that because of what I went through is so different than what other people are going to go through. But from my perspective and seeing how things have gone and even doing this podcast and talking to people that are all different ages and from all over the place, I think it's like you said, you there's a lot of DJs. You have to do something that's going to set yourself apart and you have to show that you're a self starter and that you're going to do things no matter what, you're not going to wait around for people just to give you the opportunity. You're going to create the opportunity yourself. And, um, you know, that just on the sense of you have common sense and don't be an idiot, you know, like you said, just don't be a dick. And like someone yeah. that's, horrible to be around if you're a good person to be around people are going to want to be around you (laughs) you know you could be not as good of a dj as someone else but if you are a great person and a great person to be around that's going to get you a lot farther with making all the deals and stuff but i think in this day and age you have so many more opportunities we didn't have the internet i had an internet radio station but i would probably get like four people listen to it like there was no it was all dial up or you know low speed internet so (laughs) now like there's so much opportunity; it's insane. From Twitch to podcasts to throwing your own party to fly around to these cities once it's safe for you to do so, yeah. you know, and and network with these people, um, you know, get involved with a DJ city type of company, Beat Source, make edits, see how you can help out, hit up DJs like me uh, or whoever, and see how you can help out. Because anyone that's going to help me out, of course, I'm going to help them out, you know, and um, anyone who's that uh, like much of a like I said, a self starter or someone that's willing to go out of their way to be like, yo, I'm trying to do this. Can I help you with this or let's work together on this? I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm not above working with anyone. I don't care if I just met you. Like, if you seem like a good person, you're doing dope stuff. Um, I, I'm in, you know, so I want to, I, yeah. I want to twitch
0: your horn. Right? And uh, honestly, like, well, people, people, if people who don't know you have never met you who you are right now in this podcast is who you are 24 seven. You're, you're such a good dude. And uh, I can't thank you enough for being a good person, a great DJ. Like, honestly, like I always talk to people about you. Like, yeah, I'm one of your biggest fans, <laughs> dude. Like you're, you're, oh, you're such a, a real genuine dude. And so like people who don't know you, I just want them to realize like, what you see is what you get with you, and and that's that's hard to come by in, in, in this world. And so, just want to thank right. you for you being you and just being a killer as <laughs> DJ and a killer ass honestly. Man,
1: that means so much. Like I really appreciate that, and like that's what I strive for. I do want to be a dope DJ. I do get stressed out to like I want to impress every DJ, them to think I'm good. You know all those things, but overall, I want to make sure I can go to sleep at night and I feel good about things, and I am a genuine good person you know under all of it and like it's something like like I saw even my dad do like growing up like he probably could have gone all different directions or do different things and and the business he was in and you know I think he chose to be a real genuine person within all of it and that's something I want to do within this world and like not let an ego get in the way or any of that stuff like i don't care if you just started djing or you've been djing you know 10 years longer than me like i just will treat everyone the same and you know we're all we all deserve respect and and i just want the best for the culture but i also want to help the business side of things i want this business to keep increasing and succeeding and everyone to learn and us to share the knowledge you know as well as dope djing and the culture and i feel like that's you know I'm not just because I do this podcast for beat source and dj city but I do think that's been a great great thing that dj city and beat source has done is to number 1 connect literally the entire globe of dj's and have these dj's all over the united states to all over the world and um Continue pushing forward the culture of DJing and what makes it great. And all sides of it. You know, you'll see in the comments, people hate on certain things or like certain things, but um that's what we're here for. You know, that's what that's what DJ City and Beat Source has done forever or forever. And that's what I want to do with this podcast, and whether it's educating on business stuff or anything, you know. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um man Yeah. You're the man. (laughs) Thank you. It's the the horn tutors over here. um, (laughs) um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you, dude. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, speaking of, uh, DJ city and beat source, uh, like you said, you play a big role in both of those websites and in the culture of all of it. Um, what do you do for people that don't know? Like, what do you do? And also, it's probably a good time for us to even discuss BeatSource. I heard you on another podcast months ago uh, explaining some of the things, um, whether it was BeatSource Link or some of the things, and you really yeah, yeah. explained it very clearly. So um, I'd love to know, like, what's your role at DJ City and BeatSource? And how do you see it all? And maybe explain a bit about BeatSource to the people that still don't know. I guess the, <laughs>
0: the, the, uh, if you ask Phenom what my title is, it's, it's the director of smiles and, and <laughs> Great. He says that is because like, I'm kind of like the guy in the streets, kind of like, I, I'm so, I'm still really involved as far as the DJ community is concerned and stuff like that. So, and I'm still DJing. So like, I'm, I'm out there kind of like I'm always giving them feedback and then explaining stuff to, to DJs, uh, you know, in the, in the DJ community. So I kind of do the linkups right. everywhere so I'm really hands on when it comes to the DJ uh, community in my area right. and other areas yeah. as well. Um, <clears throat> in regards to beat source, the best way to describe beat source is that 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 I think is going to be revolutionary for a DJ, and I think where DJs can actually connect is and where I found it useful is, you know. F- the best example is like pool parties. I, I don't really do too many pool parties, but when I do pool parties, like, you know, they want that cool housey vibe type of thing, Miami vibe. And so sometimes you're like, dude, I haven't downloaded this music because I'm, I'm not going to fill up my hard drive with all this stuff that I'm not going to really use. Like I might maybe yep. use it once or twice, but then it's just a weird thing. Right. Beat source literally has playlists of all this stuff. Just depending on your, on your situation. Like if I'm doing a Latin party, right and i'm like oh shit well i I haven't downloaded a lot of music in forever because i'm not really using it i'm not really doing latin clubs like you there's literally a playlist that's going to put you instantly on on game like all right cool like this is a no-brainer these are all the bangers like and you know for the most part like previous to to beat source would be it'd be us having to call friends in the region hey dude what's popping off right now uh Joe Maz, uh, Joe Maz was, I think he DJed in Houston. He's like, he he, and he put a he put up a post. He's like, yo man. He's like, uh, does anyone know what's popping off right now in Texas? I literally sent him a, a crate of music and just like, yo, hear all the bangers because, like we, we were discussing. I was like, dude, I'm I'm getting old where I don't even understand this new hip hop era and like just the, right. the new wave. So it's like it's yeah. hard for me to comprehend. I was like, because like, I guess as we get older, we're kind of like not in touch with, with what's going on as far as the vibes are concerned. And so we're like, Oh yeah, this music's garbage. Right. But like, right. It's what's, what's popping in the club. So like, yo, I'm not trying to fight the wave. I'm trying to ride the wave. I'm like, but yeah, at the same time, I, I don't know what the wave is. So I'm like, yo, if someone could point me in the right direction, it, it helps a lot. So, um, and I think that's, that's what beat source kind of helps you with. It's, it's not your, your end all be all as far as like, you know, uh, record uh your music is concerned you know what i mean but but it is right. a good it's going to be the best way for you to go into a situation confident with the music that you need for the the, the place that you're going to dj if it's a wedding that you're going to dj and you need a bunch of clean lyric songs for a wedding you need wedding music you need dinner music that's on there we have those playlists if you if you're going to this reggaeton mumba set that you need we have playlists like that. And so, and the the, the great thing in regards to BeatStars is concerned is you can take all these pre made crates or, or playlists, and then right. you can create your own playlist combining all those. So, like, let's say if you're like, all right, I like this, I like this, I like this, you drag it on to your playlist that you've created. Yeah. And let's say, okay, let's, let's say Spider listens to my stuff, so he's like, yo, dude. I need all that because that's what we usually do when we like, we're like yeah. reviving to a homie set. You're like, "Yo, I of need course. give me that crate. I need all that, right?" And so the dope part is, we will be able to share the actual crate. So it's just like literally send you, send you a link, and then you just add that crate to your playlist, and it's gonna be like super seamless. Like it's yeah. gonna make the world a different place. And and you know, I, I like I like to compare it to. When Napster w- was out, right, everybody was downloading down from Napster and Limewire and all that stuff. It was the wild, wild west. And then iTunes came out, and you're like, "iTunes is never going to work. There's no need to buy your your music, or there's no need like, your, or Apple Music. But no one's going to stream this stuff. And right. that's where we're at. You know what I mean? Like now, it's yeah. like the only thing we do. This new generation, they don't know any better. That's all they do is stream music, and so. Um A lot of people who have been in the d j world for a long time they kind of 're kind of hard to comprehend what 's going on, but this new generation that 's coming up and it's learning to the, the new d j business like they're they're catching on quick And that, that's how actually a lot of them that 's all they 're doing is just uh, streaming their music so right. um it it's i'm I'm excited about what 's to come with uh beat source and and Same. everything that we have in the pipeline so it's just, it's it's a good time to be part of this and kind of see where where it goes
1: yeah, Hopefully, I uh, agree.
0: Hopefully it ticks off sooner than later. Quickie owes me yeah. a Lamborghini.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you'll, I think it's in the mail. It's, it's being shipped over. <laughs> I just got my Lamborghini. They just sent it. Uh, uh, so I'm sure you'll get it's yours fun, soon. Funny um, you mentioned that. Oh, they sent me two. Well, that's weird. I don't know why, but it's cool. Uh, you'll get yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I And I think that's... Just like anything else, everybody's going to have uh, misconceptions or it sucks or it's great or, you know, up and <laughs> down. And I, I think some some criticisms I've heard of like, well, then everyone's going to have the same playlist. I mean, sure, just like in anything, you could, you got to start somewhere. But the thing is, we've got these expert curators who specialize in these playlists, like D. James whether he was making playlists on beat source or not if i'm gonna do an afro beats thing or i want new afro beats i'm hitting d james it doesn't matter you know what i mean so i'm happy that he works at beat source and puts that up there because then yeah. i get to instantaneously save it to my account same with everyone that does every um genre is amazing at it and they're working djs so they know what they're doing so uh, you know and then like you said like I I've been doing this Friday afternoon set on my Twitch and I play like really eclectic music like weird stuff that I find um that I would never play in a club that I play kind of at these private events that I do or these movie premieres and when I just want people like vibing and background yeah. chill stuff and um and then I DJ with it and people are like yo where can I get this stuff and so I'm like I'll make a beat source playlist you know and then they so then I'll make like a Spotify playlist and a Beat Source. So, the Spotify one is like, here, if it's just for you to roll around in your car at this point and listen to cool tunes, but the Beat Source one, I can give it to other DJs, then they can utilize those tools how they see fit. In the same way with Splice, you have access to all these drum sounds and all these things, and some of it is curated. And yeah, if you use all the same things, you're gonna sound the same, but the more the technology grows and, and you use it, you'll learn how to be yourself uh, using it. I think
0: Not that, but uh, as you create your own playlist and you're digging in every playlist, it's, it's like going through, it's like going to the record store. Yeah. All yes. Every record store has the same music, right? Yeah. It's not, and now comes down to you digging through that music, right? figuring out what's your vibe and what's going to, you know, like what, yeah. what's the roller coaster you're going to send the people on. And so you create your, your, your crate. That's essentially what you're doing. It's is digitalized. That's all it is, and that's yeah. what people don't understand. So, like, I, I get the purists. Like, they'll the, 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 the always be uh, skeptics as far as what, what's going to happen next, and that's right. fine. Like, that's cool. But like, for the most part, like, like it's this is just part of the process. And like, as far as growth, right. you know, it's like when Serato came out, people were like, "I'm not going to Serato," or even when CDJs came out, they're like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm staying on turntables or whatever." You know, so like, right. You'll always have that issue. It's just a never ending thing yeah. in life that, that it just happens whenever something right. new comes out. And it's out, not
1: right? it's not so zero and one, black and white. Like <laughs> you can mix it all together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like even with Serato, you could go DJ literally a set off your USB drive mixed with Serato and vinyl if you really wanted to. It's up to you. You don't have right. there's no real rule on how you want to do it. So with this, when people are like, I'm not doing that. I'm like it's another thing. It's not the only thing, you know. Like right. you can still make your custom edits in your MP3. You could buy any song you want. You could record a song in off vinyl. You can have your library. You know, it's not saying to change your library, but it's another tool that could help you, especially for those kind of parties. I mean, like uh, weddings and different things where I don't have the type of songs for that type of thing or a 2000s pop punk set or something that you may not specialize in um, it's going to be on there and then the di- the deeper you dig you'll know oh I got this I got that like even I accidentally found all these live versions that are in Beat and they were kind of cool I was using them on my stream and it was like Beastie Boys live Wu-Tang live yeah. and I would find these clips of the live that I was able to cut up and then mix into the real song and there was like Wu-Tang and they were doing like art of noise, like woo 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 woo, tang tang yeah. tang, dun dun dun. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna put cue points on it, chop it, then do that, then go into the original. And then people on my stream were like, that was crazy. And I'm like, that was all off beat source. Like I did a set one day. Where would you like, get to that? <laughs> yeah, it was like 98 percent off beat source. Like there was one acapella they didn't have, and maybe an edit I made. And besides but that, that I did the, the that whole gets thing. To show you.
0: And that, but that's the homework you put into it and that's what separates right. you from the rest like and so like and the, that's just that's i mean yeah if you think about it your your career and, and you know you you've always done things you've taken the same the same music that people are already mixing it's just how you right. chopped it up and made it your own so it's like
1: It's it's Exactly, like everyone could have played Build Me Up Buttercup or whatever I'm playing it, but I'm mixing it in my own way At the right time with this thing When I know they're going to scream And they think the music's over And I'm going to bring it You just figure it out as you go And even with that, when they said Yo, can you do this set for Beat Source But we want you to use primarily Beat Source I was a little stressed out I was like, oh shit, how am I going to do this? And then I started going through And I got so inspired It was like, like you said, digging through They have this, oh, I didn't know they had this Oh, they got all the Jay-Z acapellas Okay, I'm going to use this that and then i used to do this blend but now i got the new song and i'll take the cardi b it will put. so it's just the same way it just sparks that creativity so yeah. i know that this web this uh, podcast is sponsored by beat source so it's this sounds very much like an ad but cheap plug i feel like <laughs> it is a deep <laughs> deep plug but even if it wasn't i swear it would be something that i would use because i love new technology and i feel like this is done very well and the people running it care like i said about dj culture they're not doing it for the money like of course i hope it makes tons of money and i hope it becomes a great thing but like this wasn't an idea like on some cash grab oh i heard djing is big right now these is this is coming from people that have dedicated their entire life to djing and like i said i used to go by record vinyl records from in a store in west la and sit and shoot the shit with phenom edwin quickie all these dudes 20 years ago probably or you know and just be like yo what are you doing this weekend i'm going to dj the spot oh what are the new records and it we're, it's all from that and it's and and we've been watching it along the way so there's like true passion and um care i feel like behind it so that now, that's something it,
0: it, 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 it's exciting and and i was I, I can't say too much as far as what we have in the pipeline and there's a lot of a lot of exciting things that that are, that I are know. getting pushed through and yeah. and, and it's it, we're still in the beginning stage of things and right. the real revolution is yet to happen and and we're we're slowly working our way into it and we're getting everything right. lined up so there's a lot of exciting things that are coming. I can't talk about it again, but it's yeah. going to be like, it's going to start making sense to a lot of people. And i like, I I welcome people who, who don't, you know, believe in it. And and for me, that's yeah. almost like, all right, well, let me explain to you how it works because a lot of people haven't even really <laughs> dove into the product. So you can't really,
1: you can't really uh, right. Can't call it what and it we've is been right closed. Now. I mean, since since the technologies mm-hmm. come out, we haven't been out to DJ in a lot yeah. of spots, unless you're in Texas <laughs> well, or and, certain places. Honest, that's
0: that's almost been a benefit. I would say almost like you know a benefit right. to us, like because that, now it's given us time to kind of like really build the library, really have everything, and and you know it gives us time to kind of lock in all the other stuff that we're trying to
1: implement as well to the website. So right. Um, I'm just excited. Yeah. Man. The best, And yes, they listen, of- you know, like a lot of people are like if they find something they don't like, they just like to judge it and be done. I'm like, yeah. you should tell them what you think because the people that are designing the site and making it better are literally in the same way. Serato listens to you and it can, constantly gets better. They're listening and they want it to be the best thing possible. Like this is something that I'm going to use Uh, In public, you know, so and I, I do at this point I do I use it on my Twitch all the time. It's now a piece of it, you know, so I have my stuff I've downloaded my edits my different things I've got and I have my beat source crates and the new ones. And even when I do new music Friday, and I find all the new music that I like that came out. I then use Sound Is and I transfer it over to a BeatSource playlist. And I kind of have my own game with myself to see how many of the tracks have been import, like imported into BeatSource yet. Because that's something to know is that BeatSource is like a Spotify or an Apple Music in the sense that it's a, it's a DSP and we have access to all the songs, but the people um, ingesting or importing the songs are aren't putting every single song in there they're making it just good for djs which i think is smart so i like to see and then sometimes i hit them up you know kids spinner them like oh you don't have these it would be cool to have these on the site or this is new stuff i got and um you know yeah i'm able to share because people always ask me what do you play at the movie premiere what do you play at this premiere that seems crazy and i'm like here you go this is my playlist you know and you can do it, it yourself it's dope. yeah it's dope
0: you could yeah, be in Des Moines, cool.
1: Iowa and redo my whole set if you want. You know what I mean? And then be yeah, ready yeah. to go when you get booked for the thing, you know? So
0: And then um, and now you have the vaccine, you have 5G wireless on your body, right? Your body's a hot socket, right?
1: Yeah, Beat Source syncs up with my vaccine. Uh <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. Thank you to Pfizer for implementing the uh <laughs> The, sponsor, Pfizer, this the <laughs> Pfizer locker system has been amazing. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, we're just kidding. It's a complete (laughs) joke. Don't take this seriously. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's great. Um, And yeah, I think it's, you know, you are such a great addition to the team as you always have been, like director of smiles, but that is the truth. Like you're, you work so hard and I see what you do. And uh, I think, you know, you, you are somebody that really cares about the culture and puts in more than like the work that's more than's needed, you know, like you just go above and beyond in like everything you do. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's great Excellent. to see you do that. And then see you thriving in your other part of your life, you know, with the bookings and your DJing and all that stuff. Um, yeah. so let's see, like I said, we had some people, um, ask questions on the internet i think most of them were just kind of messing with you but uh we can go through and call them out <laughs> if you want let to me, let me guess who they were <laughs> okay uh sure <laughs> well we had uh sam harrison uh wrote in who uh Uh, I've been supposed to get on a call with, uh, you know, about some video things. But uh, his uh, initial comment was, did we run out of guests already? So (laughs) that's. uh... (laughs) Thanks, Sam. Man like like uh, Sam. Man's like Sam. I don't know if you're talking shit about me or him or what, but <laughs> Sam, we love you. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if any of these questions are serious, but let's go through them. Um, G Garcia 81 wants to know if you've ever had tacos before <laughs> pizza and if Jay-Z filmed a video in your old neighborhood.
0: <laughs> Jay-Z? That's so how going- I, I met Jay-Z. He, he filmed uh, Gotta Make That Song Cry. He filmed it at my grandma's house and I went had gone home for lunch. In L.A.? Yeah. I right think Lincoln wow. Heights on, on, uh, on Daily street. and am um, No way. On
1: That's crazy. So, yeah, so
0: I go home. I go to my grandma's house to go eat some lunch. And then I walk out they're like, Oh yeah. I'm like, why is this whole film career? They paid what? me $5,000 to film here. Right? So then I'm like some rapper literally some black your rapper, grandma's house. <laughs> my grandma speaks all Spanish. She's telling me this. She goes some black rappers, like he's in the front or something. So I go walk out and i see i see ho walking out the, the limo and he's like right in front of my grandma what? so i'm like i'm like oh so i throw up the, the rock and you know and he, he stops what he's doing he comes he's like what's up man and, you know, he shakes my hand i was like best lunch ever so i was like that shit was dope
1: oh my god that is crazy wow yeah. okay that, that was amazing um so now you can just watch that video and be like it's my grandma's that's house where, yeah
0: oh. yeah that's me that's where me and hove met
1: that's nuts and then now you know just hang all the time yeah dude, we're, we're
0: facebook uh, instagram follow
1: he follows me on instagram we're friends forever bro it's, it's- <laughs> he's like you know i like title but i like beat source more yeah <laughs> yeah it's your boy, yeah. It's, your boy. <laughs> it's your boy beat source um <laughs> one day one day he'll he'll invest in beat source and then we'll be there with him <laughs> um uh, but he he does have his songs on there, so he, even a ton of Jay Z acapellas are on Beat Source. I noticed, pretty dope. Get on um, there, baby. all right. Let's see, V Jizzy, V-J-Izzy. I said V Jizzy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the oh hard part God. with reading names really quickly off the internet. Like when I'm on Twitch, people are like, yo, can you not see? I'm like, I'm staring at a tiny name. Everything's moving super fast. Like, I don't know if you know um, DJ Umami from the Bay Area. Like, I think she's out in Texas now, maybe, but she's super dope. Great person. And she went on my stream and I said, uh, yo, uh DJ what did I call her? I said, um, dj jew mommy and she was like (laughs) everyone was like because it looked like i i was looking at it and looked like two j's so i'm like oh it's a dj jew mommy and then like and then after that i'm like you're jewish like i was like trying to like make up for it i'm like it's the jewish you're having a bat mitzvah i don't know you know and then so now it's the ongoing twitch chat joke that i call her jew mommy but um I can't see. So V Jizzy, that's what we're calling you from now on. Sorry.
0: Yeah. That's
1: that's what I call him to clown
0: him. But uh Izzy's a he's a he's a he's a, a video DJ, so Okay. I always clown I always clown him on that. But he he he's saved my ass a couple of times when I had an event where I had to uh, DJ in all videos and I actually used his laptop. So as much as I was, I was talking, he he's the one who uh, saved my ass.
1: Well, okay. Well, VJ Izzy, uh, I, I'll give you the respect you deserve. But after reading your question, I don't know if I can give you that full respect because he says, "Why does he hate Whataburger so much? In and Out is trash." What blasphemy! Come it's on, it's a it's a constant, mean, it's
0: a constant fight out here in Texas. It's like the the best way to describe it is like taking a ghetto girl to the steakhouse and she asks ketchup <laughs> for this and a well done steak. So that, that's the way I feel that people who like Whataburger.
1: Man, exactly. Whataburger. I you know, I remember going to South Padre Island, do those spring breaks, and be like, you gotta try Whataburger. I'm like, This is crazy like I understand what you guys like about it, but this the kind of the best thing I got at Whataburger was like the toast. I was like surprised that they gave me toast. I ordered chicken fingers one night and they gave me like all these sauces and a ton of toast and I was so drunk. I was like, All right, I'm eating the toast with this stuff. <laughs> that's but, it. Uh, the,
0: what, Whataburger's clutch when you're drunk and because it's 'cause it's yeah. twenty four hours. So that's the only thing that I'll give it's respect, but
1: yeah, Other than but that, no, out come out on. Compared to In and, and Out, out yeah, In and Out. Okay, all right. Sorry, VJ Izzy, we we don't agree with you on there. Maybe it's because he's maybe you know people that are from where they're from. There's people that love yeah. the Shake Shack. They're from the East Coast. There's Dunkin' Donuts. They're they're from the East Coast. When Dunkin' Donuts came to L. A., people were waiting in line, and then everybody that wasn't from the East Coast was like, "I just waited in line for this. What the hell?" I'm you going know, to Winchell's. So, yeah, we we got Winchell's, baby. We got it. We got we got mom and pop donut shops yeah. everywhere that are like way better so uh sorry um all right let's see what's next oh man people are really giving you shit dj diggy dutch is like roast, you know he says when will you get your hair back i don't know that's <laughs> this is people are tearing you up I what just, is this the, i just seen diggy danny dutch, I
0: roast <laughs> i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to i'm gonna get on Diggy's dutch i just seen i went to austin on saturday oh i was
1: there oh, friday okay. I, just, I just went to go see him at parlor damn the, the hair people coming for the non-hair people the hate the hate um, is real yeah ha- hair hate um all right camilo espinoza doesn't really have a question besides how we live in. how we live in baby
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a saying
1: how we live in how we live in <laughs> yeah um, these guys are dope <laughs> Does he say that in the club? Yo, how he's, we living? No, he's not. He's like,
0: he's Colombian. And like, he'll he'll make sure you know that. So he's like, how we living? Like, he's got that little Colombian accent.
1: Oh, okay. it's, it's the funniest thing. When you see him, <laughs> you'll know him exactly by those words. Right. Okay. Um, and DJ Q wants to know something that might be real. How do you stay so happy and relaxed all the time? And I think that is a valid question.
0: I don't know, man. You seem, I just you seem very,
1: you know, you seem very happy and relaxed. <laughs> To be
0: honest, I enjoy what I do. I, I put focus on on the positive people around me, and like you know, like all, obviously, like all of us, we all we all have our haters in, in life. But I think yeah. I think you you put your your efforts in the people who bring positivity to your to your life, and um, and that's it, man. Like you just keep keep your focus on the on the positive things in life. And don't worry, you know, don't worry about what, what the negativity has. There'll always be negative right. in, in the world, but right, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, was there anything you dealt with like <laughs> when things were shut down and was super hard that you had to like that was hard mentally that like you figured out techniques to deal with or just kind of like what you're saying, just focus on I family mean, and love. I'll
0: and- be I'll be honest, like when 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 that's the, when that shit hit the fan. Like I was like <laughs> I was hustling, dude. I was still like selling like like I was selling everything. Like I was just like buying shit and selling it online. Like I was right. th- there was like I was yeah. You, like, you got to do we, what you got to when, do. When the restaurant restaurants opened up, right? Um, one of my buddies, he, he was buying, he was he was buying all these masks and stuff. So, I saw that, like, people were looking for masks to open up. So I was like, hey, I'm like, hey, my buddy owns a restaurant. He needs masks, and so like, he's like, hey, dude, you know, all these bar owners. He's like, why don't you connect me with them and I'll give you a percentage. I'm like, Oh shit! Well, that makes sense. I'm like, let's go. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, you know, I found a way that would do something while while I wasn't working. Yeah. So regardless, like, you got to keep the hustle up.
1: Yeah, hustle. That's what we learned from you this whole time—is hustler mentality. Whatever it's, whatever it <laughs>
0: Bro, takes. I'll, I'll wash a car. My my, my eagle's not too big. I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes, man. Like yo, I'll play any position. Like, like let's let's go get this. I love it. I that's honestly
1: some of the best advice you could give anyone in in any respect and in any job. But but in our DJ world, that's something people need to hear. Um, all right, we got two more. DJ Jason Weiss wants to know um, why are you so handsome and talented? Why? My man Jason, Weiss, <laughs> always, always <laughs> hyping me up, my boy.
0: That's my dude, man. He's been, at, he's um, actually been out here. He's been out here in Texas a couple of times since we've opened up, and so he's oh, killed uh, Jason and his entire Double Down team from the East Coast. They, they, they got yeah. some big things coming to New Jersey. I think is what he was talking about so
1: right they're out um, by uh where are they jersey shore kind of area yeah yeah and some stuff like yeah, that he, he yeah. was
0: showing me all stuff uh he's got going on so it's exciting to see like it's not exciting it's fun to see my friends getting back to their work you know work
1: yeah people have yeah to,
0: and, and they're becoming successful and, and like there's, there's just a lot of good things happening so it's always cool right. to see when you know so yeah
1: Dope. Oh, well, shout out to Jason Weiss. Thank you for that amazing question um, about being talented and handsome. And uh, a final one. It's not written on here, but I, I he DM'd me and I'm like 99% sure I'm remembering the right way. I think it was Shadow Man. And he wanted to know when you will be running for mayor of Fort Worth. And is that something in the cards? <laughs> All Are you right so take that's the, a, the Crisco kid Crisco kid did it he he ran Crisco, for mayor Crisco kid did props. yeah so the funny part
0: is it, it was Edwin and Hugo from Miami and Kevin yeah. Kevin okay. McLaughlin they 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 really they're really pushing me to run for office and <laughs> is so that much something stro- you want to do? I I do not want to do it but they're like you you're going to you, if you know Edwin he's like "Daniel you're going to do it I don't care" <laughs> decision's been made right i'm like dude i don't want to do that
1: it. that sounded Shut exactly you. like him that was a very good impression right there <laughs> he's like one day we're doing it, Edwin on care. here
0: oh yeah. my god get me and edwin on here because like this please be we
1: need like a round table one day of that with just everybody on i know edwin's uh, like no i'm last i'm last you got to get everyone else on quickie everybody i'm like all right we're getting quickie on but we need some edwin stories in uh, here we, I, we. I personally have so many stories with edwin alone <laughs> just over the past 20 years probably you know
0: get edwin so, white shadow and hugo from miami and kevin uh,
1: you, let's do yeah do we do that need one that.
0: show that, do that little round table that that would be the most comical thing you've ever heard in your life those guys together we need together to just, do that
1: like that has to happen okay i'm i'm figuring that out cuz we've only done one-on-one guests with this and like i want to get to some some group type <laughs> things and like that one would be great so that would be on okay. a round table right there yeah so then he's pushing you, too. So are you doing it? What are you doing? No, What's the bro. Plan? Like,
0: look, they're so serious. Like, they really are trying to make me run for mayor. And they <laughs> did, like, they put in a little bit of homework. They even got me people who are going to give me money to run for office. Like, wow. we had a meeting with, like, with people in Dallas, some billionaire dude. And he's like, hey, Dan, he's like, just do it, bro. He's like, he's like, I'll get you. I'll get you your, your money.
1: Don't worry about it. Like, I'm like,
0: no, man, I'm not doing this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not what I wanted. Like,
1: no, ever. <laughs> like oh hell my no god. yeah that's uh that's a big commitment it's a big change um also coming not, from the nightlife world and running uh, in office you know people like to dig too, into
0: there's too many your, drunken videos of me going crazy out you know somewhere in the world and so
1: now nah, i'm good right <laughs> but maybe that will help i don't know in this day and age that could be keeps, how you get elected yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god oh that's great well um that's that's all for the internet questions um you know we covered so many things uh there was other things on the list but you know i feel like we're, we're hitting that that try not to make the podcast too long we've been getting to the point where we we're so long that people are like yo i'm spending my whole day and night listening to this but um before uh, we get out of here is there any other things you want to talk about or if not do you have any sort of um you know advice or final words for the djs out there right now and just tell them what you're thinking
0: Nah, I mean, honestly, like, yo, let's let's get back to work. Hopefully everyone, you know, has their health and their family and, you know, it has been a rough year that we've gone through, and so, like, let's kind of keep the positivity there, and let's get back to work, and, you know, like, you know, some some DJs might be in a dark place or whatever, just like, yo, like, just things, things are getting better, you know, t- time heals all, and so, like, you know, stay focused and keep your head to the ground, and, like, let's keep it moving, man. So, like, I just, I hope 2021 is... Uh, a good year for everyone and a good bounce back for, for the entire DJ industry and and the nightclub and bar industry. So just wish nothing but the best for everybody out there.
1: Yes. Well said. I agree. Um, Well, yo, Danny West, thank you so much for coming on the 20 podcast. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I will see you hopefully in person at some point and we'll try to figure out if we're shaking hands or what we're doing. Let's um, get you to Texas, baby. Let's go. Get that shot. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I got, it's coming soon in a week. Uh, so, right. um, yeah, I will, I will keep in touch and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Great talking to you. Great catching up. Thank you, man. appreciate it. All right. Peace. Later. All right, that was it. Episode 71 in the books. Huge thank you to Danny West for coming on the show and really giving us all the info we could have asked for, man. Like, he really broke it down what it's like to be... Uh, in uh, Texas right now, what it's been like during this pandemic, what it's like to be a DJ booker, what the future may be like, and uh, his story is really inspirational, his hustle is inspirational, and I thank him for coming on, thank you guys for listening, I appreciate you being here and rocking with me every week, make sure you keep in touch, as I said, my DMs are open, hit me on Instagram uh, at DJ Spider, DJ S P I D E R, or on Twitch, spelled the same, Um, and and uh thank you guys. The podcast is produ- the 20 podcast is produced by Beatsource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.